I mean, one fifteen. I'm sorry. Damn, was that it? I'm tweaking. I know it didn't say one fifteen. Hell no, mine, three, mine in the three hundreds. Yeah, three fifteen. <laughs> tweaking, bro. Tweaking. Oh man, I've been off all day, bro. I I really don't know what's going on with me, man. Uh, yeah, man. I guess I'll go ahead and introduce this shit. We can just get started, bro. Fuck it. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the ADHD podcast, man. I'm actually going to call this uh, episode one of season two because I took such a huge break. I cannot justify going on with my normal episode count because, you know, whatever. So we're going to just call this season two, episode one. And uh, what better way to start it off than to have the very first guest of the podcast, which is director, cinematographer, Deron Dixon. What's up, my guy? What's going on, man? Hey, man. Nothing much, man. Nothing much, nothing much at all, man. How you been holding up? Nah, I'm good, man. Everything's good. Nobody in my family said uh, the corona. Thank God. So uh, everything's everything's good on this end. Yeah, man. That really is a blessing. Like uh, a lot of people, I've kind of been blessed to be one of those people that that's like you. No one that's in my immediate family or my, I guess my first circle of friends has directly had the virus actually no that's a lie i do have a friend that that contracted it um uh shout out to my friend opal she got it she works at a mental institution in dc so she's an essential worker and uh she had it she got over it but uh gotta send some prayers up for it because it's possible that she'll have it again because two of her patients just contracted it so uh see that's the thing man like they they try to act like once you get it, like or once you get tested, stuff is all supposed to be all good or something. But like mm-hmm. it can come back. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you just putting yourself back in the harm's way. So it's it's very interesting how they try and treat this thing. Yeah, it's it's a virus at the end of the day. Like it's not a it's not a one and done. Like you don't you don't think of the cold and be like, oh, he's had the cold before he'll never have the cold again in his life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, People get flu, like multiple flus throughout the season so like i don't yeah. understand why they would think it would be anything different but let's open up everything because like i guess we survived i don't know what the... it's, it's really <laughs> weird man because i mean we live in a capitalist society you know what i'm saying so like we all knew that shutting everything down besides um essential businesses wasn't something that's maintainable but i really wasn't expecting everything after like a month and a half to be like all right man yo fuck this let's just open it back up right right <laughs> and uh i was reading today man that uh we all know georgia opened back up which um i'll say my conspiracy theory on that um but the new report that came out is 83% of the coronavirus patients in georgia are black oh yeah test niggas first <laughs> I mean, bro, they opened up. <laughs> they opened up barbershops, salons, and nail spas. Bro. Right, like I don't you even understand, I mean? bro. Like I, I do not understand like the rationale of this phases. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because like clearly, they're trying to uh, push certain people out. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause like sure. you know, first of all, as soon as you open up bar, first of all, let's be real. People ain't stopped getting their haircut in anyway. Like. If your barber is willing to do it, you found a way. Now, you mm-hmm. unless your barber's like, nah, I'm not doing this at all, then, you know, you probably haven't had a cut. You know what I mean? But if yeah. your barber's like, nah, man, I, I'm cutting out my house right now. Nigga, you've been over there. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, ain't nobody <laughs> trying to look like, no, 
like even if you just sitting in the house, man, you still want your shit fresh, man. It's just you know it's something in us, but yeah. So so what they chose to open is very interesting, and where they chose to open is very interesting in itself too. Conspiracy theory, maybe, but the shit don't seem right to me. You know what I mean? No. Let's open up everything on MLK Boulevard. Seems very suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a fact, man. And um, yeah, when they first came out with that, and uh, Georgia mayor uh, or Georgia senator, I believe. I, listen, I'm not the guy you should come to for your news, but I believe it was Georgia senator. I, I don't. Well, he's definitely not a black guy. He's a white guy. But I don't know if he's based in Atlanta. But we all know, like when you think of Georgia, you think of Atlanta, and Atlanta is a for the most part, black city, even though it's mid-gentrification. I've been saying this for the last few years now. Um, and for him to be like, we're opening up barbershops and nail salons, it's like, all right, fam, like, <laughs> there's, you can't get any more blatant than that. Like, right. you know what? Just out on the niggas. Right. But, I don't know. I, I won't go there. And uh, I see all these, I remember when it happened, man, when they, the weekend they opened up. A video came out of literally hundreds of people outside popping fireworks, like doing donuts in the street. Like niggas fell for it, bro. Everybody's like, falling for it. Idiots. It's it's not just niggas though, man. Like, first of all, we're not the ones protesting. You know what I mean? Let's so yeah. like all this protest has been happening in the country. It's been white people, uh, mostly as Dave Chappelle would say, the poor whites. Uh, which <laughs> is interesting in itself because, like, they're hammer clamoring to go back to work. But I mean, in some situations, and I'm not saying it all, so don't don't quote me on this. But in some situations, they're making more money on this unemployment with this kicker than they would if they was in at work. You know, in some situations, um, oh, one thousand percent, yeah, one thousand percent. Because I think in some in some cases, some states, I could be wrong here. Um, they're getting $600 a week. And I know like to a lot of people, that's not a lot of money, but to some people, if you're working a minimum wage job, $600 a week is legit. Bruh, I know people that's in Tennessee that lives down the street from me, mm. they're getting unemployment right now. They're getting 800 a week. Mm. Now I had a job uh, before I went full-time in the military. Mm -hmm. I was at Dell, uh, home sales, right? Yeah. Nigga, I brought home 16 a month. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo. So, like, yo, for you to be getting eight a week, like, oh, get yeah, the fuck nice. out of here. Like, some of y'all living a... living nice. Like, why are you, what, I don't understand what the, I don't understand all the aspects of the protest. I, I I think I would probably need somebody that's on the front lines to kind of break it down. Like, why, do, why are you so eager to go back to work? Are you, is it more that you're scared that the job won't be there? Uh, after it's all said and done, or is it that you made more money that way due to overtime or something? Like, I, I would need somebody to break it down to me because outside looking in, the shit seems kind of weird. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like you're just not going to tell me that I have to stay home. That's the way it feels to me right now. I think a lot of men don't want to be stuck at home with their wives. Oh, 100%. <laughs> not not just the wives, though. It's, it's not just the wives. It's the kids, too. The bro. wives and the kids. Yeah, it's the you gotta, kids, too. You got to think, man, like, a lot of these men, especially if you talk about guys, like, going up into their, their 50s, like, they have been working since age 16. Yeah. So even once they got married and had kids and everything, like, you're not at the house all the time. Like, right. you know, you get home, and there's kind of this, 
there's kind of this this respect there's kind of this isolate not even i want to say isolation but there's kind of this respect of space for a working man in a big family who has been like sweating his ass off all day to put food on the table when he gets home there's a respect of a hey, daddy's home he's tired let daddy do what he do he'll interact when he needs to interact and he does right. now it's 24 7 and if they don't have a work from home job they're not even busy during the day right right so now that that significant other that he may have thought was nagging before, like that's double now because it's like you ain't doing nothing all day anyway. You need help out with these kids, bro. And a lot of men, we ain't built like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I've always said, you know, me being a parent, um, as a dad, we don't have the same shit that women have. Like you can no. call it a gene, an inherent gene, that mother gene that women have where they're just naturally amazing with kids. We ain't got that. Nah. It's kind of something that has to grow because when I first had a kid, I sucked at it. And it was like all trial and error. But women just naturally have this nurturing, caretaking thing, man. And it's amazing. But we ain't got that shit. So I, I can see how a lot of men who are now stuck at home having to keep their wives entertained and having to keep their kids entertained. I can see why a lot of these dudes are going out protesting saying like, yo, just send me the fuck back to work, bro. Right. <laughs> like, I'd, I'd rather be on the assembly line checking boxes than fucking sitting here doing this nah I, I get that you know what i mean i definitely do i i still think it's too early if you're if you're so afraid of this uh this pandemic you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's too early to start opening up things the way that we are and you know let's not get it twisted there's still jobs out there you know uh amazon's looking for workers walmart's looking for workers you know it's it's a lot of different people that's kind of looking for different things. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just that the job market has changed and the economy is still going, man. Like all I've been doing with my free time is buying shit. You know what I mean? No, like I'm still working, but you know what I mean? So I still got uh, income, but like I've been keeping Amazon ass busy. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, I'm just like, yo, you know what? That's, that seems like something that I've been wanting for a while. I just got this fucking stimulus check. So I'm going to go ahead and simulate this economy. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, We've definitely suffered from that over here as well, man. I I don't think, uh, has a week gone by where we haven't had something delivered? No. I got something last week. Uh, I got the other mask that I ordered. And no, no, I'm saying like, we're talking about Amazon. I'm sorry. I forgot you can't hear this. Yeah, we we I, I'm pretty sure a week hasn't gone by where we haven't received an order. Um yeah. so yeah, no, the Amazon shit's still there. What's interesting to me though is the um speaking of the the different jobs that have opened up, Uber and Lyft. Mm-hmm. So they're still doing great, man. And I'm just I'm really I guess curious as to to how because uh my father uh drives like pretty much full-time like he, he does it when he wants to do it, but we're gonna say full-time and uh lately he's just been like nah <laughs> you know what i'm saying so i'm wondering like how a lot of drivers are, are like a lot of people who were already driving full-time like what's their stance on all of it didn't they like, flip most of it to food though i don't know like food delivery or grocery deliveries all that shit because i think those are all services uh now too like so like if Taco Bell says they now deliver. It's not fucking Taco Bell, like in a Taco Bell employee coming to your house. It's like Uber. Uber Eats. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's possible. Because I mean, I used Uber Eats before the quarantine. So I can see where they, they would they would hike that up a little more to uh, stimulate um, 
the usage of their drivers. Um, so, yeah, man, I know you're an essential worker, but even that being said, because you, you pretty much haven't missed a beat, but how has the quarantine uh, affected your life? Uh, I mean, outside of my, my son being out of school, uh, mm-hmm. not a lot has changed. I did, I, fuck, man, I just went and took the test. So uh, I am in the military. Uh, I do work full time uh, for the National Guard. Mm-hmm. And um, so our tag, you know, state uh, general told, uh, told all Tennessee employees or military to go and uh, get tested. Really? Is this a one-time thing or a reoccurring thing? It's a one-time thing, bro, which doesn't... Anyway, you don't, I'm, I'm not even going to go into all that. Yeah, 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 for sure. He, he told me, so I did it. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man, that, that whole process is kind of invasive as fuck. Just because, <laughs> you know what I mean? You got somebody sticking some shit up your nose, man. Like, that well, shit I, burn, I, bro. I, I was going <laughs> to ask you, how does it? Because it, it looks extremely painful. I'm not going to lie. I, I'll say it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the shit did burn because it's like they're going back into a region that's normally not touched. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like they're not touching motherfuckers' brains and shit. Like people are trying to make it sound like you know what I mean. They're still within the nasal cavity. It's mm-hmm. just it's going so far back. It's like if you if you were in a pool or something, and some of that chlorine got up your nose and it starts to burn. Like that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Ah, got you. Got that's a very good way of describing that. <laughs> No, nah, man, I saw the video of the test and I was like, fuck that. Right, there is no way, bro. Like, and, uh, you know, like I've had to travel and I'm going to be traveling again, but I've been driving just because it's easier and gas is like dirt cheap right now. Right. I don't want to be stuck on a metal tube with a, with a uh, airborne virus. So I've chosen to drive. And um, that was one of the main things I was like obsessing over is like, okay, what states have mandatory tests because I, some states do. I think it's four states right now have mandatory tests if you cross into their state line. Oh, for real? You got to show results or you got to get tested? No, like, as you're yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you're if you go there, you have to stay there for 14 days. Ah, uh, yeah, nah, nah. Yeah, so uh, I believe New York is one. I believe Jersey, uh, Florida, and I believe it was somewhere else. Uh, don't quote me on those, but yeah. I, Luckily, there's nowhere I've had to go yet. But yeah, yeah if I did, uh, I wouldn't be going. There, there's Bruh, no way. Why 14 days? Like, that number does not make sense to me. I've never understood. The 14 days only makes sense if you're not around anyone for 14 days. They have to start saying 14 days from last contact. It's, it's that plus. It takes up to 14 days to start to show symptoms. So, in honesty, it should take 14 days to start showing symptoms, maybe another week to two weeks for you to get over the shit. So, why are they not locking down people for mm. a fucking month? You know what I mean? Like, that makes more sense. Yeah. It, like, the 14 days never, like, when they said it, I was like, wait, what's, what's the fucking math on this, man? Like, y'all motherfuckers <laughs> failed, didn't you? Like, somebody <laughs> need to go back to, to fucking school, man. Like, because, and then, you know, they worry about people that's asymptomatic and stuff like that. So if you're that's not showing symptoms for, so you, you go, you, you, you're in contact, right? So if mm-hmm. I'm in contact today, mm-hmm. so 14 days from now, I may or may not show symptoms because I may be asymptomatic. Let's say I am. So mm-hmm. 14 days from now where a normal person would start showing symptoms, I'm not. 
but yet I'm still carrying the fucking virus for 14 extra days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like now I just go back to work because I'm like, motherfucker, I'm fine. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Like it didn't catch anything, or I didn't catch, I didn't, I didn't go get self test tested. I didn't go get tested because I didn't have any symptoms. Yeah. And honestly, if you would have had me just stay quarantined for a fucking month, it would have made more sense because by the time I finally started interacting with people again, then whatever was in my system would be gone. Let me ask you this. Speaking of asymptomatic, um, does that test detect if someone, like, if, does it detect the virus even if someone's asymptomatic? It's supposed to. Okay, okay. Well, um, one of the cool things, man, uh, I don't talk about, my, about what I do on a nine-to-five basis a lot, but because I... I <laughs> Never mind, I won't say what I was about to say. But every now and then, my job does some cool shit. And we have developed a test, a wearable test, that actually attaches to the bottom of your collarbone. Um, and I'll actually get, grab more details about that as I get them and uh-huh. find out if I have clearance to talk about that. But uh, they've developed a non-invasive test. Uh, it's still in test phases for the test. But that's going to be something that greatly helps in the long run. But my, because well, you know, I work at a hospital slash research, medicinal research facility, and we partnered up with um, a local hospital in Chicago, and our researchers came up with this test that you literally wear it on your collarbone. It ain't cute, but supposedly it gets results, man, and it seems a lot better than shoving a fucking three foot Q tip up someone's nose, bro. But still, like, okay, so I got that shit done. Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to have the results for like anywhere from between two to seven business days. Really? So it's not like they're not giving us the instant test. Mm. You know what I mean? So, so here's my thing. If so, you you're not gonna get. So you had the test. Uh huh. You're not gonna even find out if you have it for another seven days. Right. Which I don't show any symptoms. Right. So like yeah. it would be different if I had the fucking like if I felt like I had the flu right now, if I felt sick, then I, I wouldn't be working or anything like that. I would quarantine myself at that point. But mm-hmm. uh, because I don't feel anything, you know, I'm mm-hmm. fine. I check my temperature every so often because I do interact with people, you know, on a pretty much daily fucking basis. So mm-hmm. I, I every so often I check my temperature just to make sure, you know, if I feel a little tickle in my throat, like, wait a minute, what's my temp? But uh, yeah, man, like I wouldn't even know if I've ace going back to the asymptomatic thing. Like if I'm asymptomatic, I wouldn't even know if I had anything for seven more days on top of what's already been out there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, if I'm, I'm I could just be interacting with motherfuckers willy nilly and never even know it because uh, the test wasn't instant. You know, if the test was instant, they could be like, oh, take your ass home and lock yourself in a room. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Like, what if you get the test back and it says negative, but in that seven days, you've come in contact with the, the virus. So you will be thinking that you're safe and you are and you just contracted it. <laughs> <laughs> the test is nothing but a snapshot of where you are when you get the fucking test. Uh, Why the test, especially when you're not showing any symptoms, yeah, yeah, yeah. to mandatory make people take a test, doesn't mm. really make sense to me. Yeah, it's a weird thing, man. Especially uh, because you know the, the 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 I believe the most at risk are people with underlying health issues and the elderly, right? Right. So um, 
one of the hardest things about this for me has been like not seeing my grandmother and mm-hmm. trying to keep my family from going to see my grandmother. Because, you know, we talked about this asymptomatic thing, man. Like, yeah, if someone's asymptomatic and you go around someone who's high risk, like it's damn near a death sentence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I wonder, I'm not educated enough to know this, but I wonder if you can be asymptomatic and get over it. So like you can literally have the virus, get through the virus, get over the virus and never knew you had the virus. I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I don't know how long you would carry it if you're asymptomatic versus like, mm-hmm. like you said, if you just get over it, I would assume you just get over it. Cause the way they've been putting out information is just that you don't show symptoms. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, but fuck man, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, it's still a lot of unanswered questions out there, but like, I've been in contact with my parents at different times. Mm-hmm. Uh, today is Mother's Day, and I didn't go, but they were having something for my mom, um, mm-hmm. and she's at risk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so my brother's over there. My sister lives with them. And she's in and out the house because she's still been working. She's in the healthcare, mental health uh, portion of the healthcare. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know jobs, uh, but so it's been one of those things like how, how do you navigate that shit? You know what I'm saying? Especially with like kids being out and all this other type of stuff. Like, am I infecting my son every time I, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I have yeah, no idea, but nobody in my, nobody in my household has shown symptoms. Thank God. So even if I was asymptomatic and they weren't, mm. we would, you know, nothing's happened. But if I was asymptomatic and they're asymptomatic, then, none of us would ever know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just weird. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's such a difficult, it's difficult waters to navigate, man. Cause even like, like my daughter this weekend, she was like, like, yo, when we gonna go see Gigi, you know what I'm saying? Cause she wants, she, they love their great grandmother, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, uh, you know, they, they know it's limited time, you know what I'm saying? Cause you know, your great grandparents aren't around forever. And like having that conversation with her in the car was just like, Hey man, we, we, we can't risk it. Like, I understand you miss her, you miss her a lot, but we, we cannot risk that with that woman. We have to protect her at all costs. So it's really difficult. Luckily, my, my kids are a little older, so they, they can understand a little better. Uh, I will say, man, I do not envy people like you who have younger children during a time like this, because I don't, there is no way, man. Like, knowing what I know about my daughters, man, like, or what I experienced with my daughters, you know, when they were younger, that bro, there is no way I wouldn't be losing my shit if I was stuck in the house with them if they were in the four to eight age range. Right. I mean, hats off to my wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause she, you know, like, like I do get to go to work, so she's just been there with him nonstop, and he got a lot of uh, school work. Cause school ain't out. It's it's out. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but they're still doing stuff. He yeah, still has sure. meetings with his. Uh, with his teachers and all this type of stuff every day. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's still doing stuff. So that's, that's a good portion of his day in itself. Uh, he, he has been on nonstop go mode though. You know, yeah. he's, yeah. we've relaxed on his bedtime. Cause then like, he really, I get up and go anywhere. So like, yeah. you know, he's been hanging out, chilling. Thank God for TV cartoons and, 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 you know, his tablet, you know, whatever yeah. he be watching on that shit. Uh, so he do entertain himself a lot, but you know, even that shit get old to him at some point. Mm-hmm. He wants to spend time with me, and you know, or spend time with us. And yeah, I mean, he got way more energy than I fucking do. You know, I'd be like, Man, sit down somewhere, please. That's the hardest part, bro. 
And the, the I don't really think cur- that nigga ever learned how to walk. I thought about this. Earlier, <laughs> like what? I don't think he ever learned how to walk because he runs every fucking where. <laughs> <laughs> like if you remember Cat Williams talking about his son, like in that one standup where he was like, you know, the, the, he he talks about giving his son Redland eventually and then feeling bad about it. But <laughs> like my son never stops moving. Like he will not sit still. Like is. I, I, I'm not gonna lie, man. I get some weird, like, demonic enjoyment when I call you and, like, your son is just, like, letting you have it, bro. <laughs> like, and you'd be like, come on, man. Like, for, go sit back down. Like, you be over there going through it, bro. And I, I'm like, it, it tickles me every time, man, because I'm just like, yeah, I'm so grateful. I, I don't have to deal with a small kid. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. My, my I mean, thank That's goodness I only got one. Cause ah uh, yeah 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 that's why uh I feel I feel bad man for some of my friends man who have multiple kids you know what I'm saying like like uh, a mutual acquaintance of ours from the military Bab like she got two small kids bro and they are at the house with her yeah twenty four seven like I wouldn't even be surprised man if sis left quarantine with all grades bro yeah. Now I'm small. So my mom, and it, I say thank God I only got one. I want more. Don't get me, don't get it twisted. I'm just saying for this this time period right now, this snapshot shot of, of life that we're living in right now. But uh my mom, she raised three of us, you know, when we were all young. Uh the mo- the, the biggest distance was three years apart. You know, that's from my brother mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. She was a stay-at-home mom. You know what I'm saying? So like she dealt with that. She dealt with the quarantine when there wasn't no quarantine. You know what I'm saying? So and it's a lot of uh it's a lot of women that that do that. So man, hats off to them. Uh tell you, bro. you know what I mean? Like I don't have the patience. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I just don't, man. Like I'm like, here, like I see why I remember uh somebody talking about dads, you know, give their kids whatever they want. And it's just to leave them alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's one thousand because they want a break. You know, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I 100 get that. Like, hey, man, what you want? Here, here's the keys to the car. Just go. Like, just <laughs> leave me alone. Try not to uh, kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now nah, that's that's like as far as it comes to a dad, man. It's, it's like two main things we make sure of. Like, for one, that that you don't fucking kill yourself in the process of trying to have fun, and for two, you're fed. Yeah. Outside of that, man, like, yo, you good? What what I gotta do? What I gotta say yes to to get you to leave me alone? Right. So watching a game or whatever the hell is going on in the house. Yeah. That's what I said, man. Hats off to moms because moms just they 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 have another level for this shit. Uh, the crazy thing, man, to me about this quarantine is is for one the timing because twenty twenty has been fucked up. Yeah. This year has been fucked up. Yep. I mean. I'm still counting my blessings and I'm thankful to be alive and to have a job through all this, to have a source of income and not be suffering the way a lot of people are speaking of suffering, man. Like I didn't, I didn't realize how many people relied on people to make money until this happened. Like Mm -hmm. for instance, um, there's a, there's a club promoter that I'm, I'm acquaintances with uh, up here and he he's been going through it on Twitter. <laughs> he's been going through it. Like he was saying that he's lucky enough to have made enough money to sustain him through these times. But like, like for instance, Cinco de Mayo just passed and like he put a tweet out like, man, 
the quarantine just fucked up the bag for me. Like, cause, yeah, cause nah, he, had, yeah. he had all this stuff already set. He had venues set and, and all this money to be made. But yeah, man, think about bartenders, uh, DJs. I know DJs have been getting how they live online, but I'm pretty sure it's not the same. As, nah, there's no way they're getting the same amount of money. Like, it's a virtual DJ. Like, cause, nah. I mean, nah. yeah, no, 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 no. Unless they're they're pulling endorsements like DJ Nice, which I'm sure he is. I'm not saying I know for a fact he is, but I mean, DJ Nice started with what? I mean, maybe a few hundred people in his stream, and now it's like ten thousand people every day. I'm pretty sure he's getting some endorsement money. But outside of that, bro, like, like I said, bartenders, promoters, club owners, restaurant owners, servers. Yeah. Like, I really feel bad for those people. You know, luckily there's been stimulus checks and unemployment for them if they're able to get it. Because I did hear that unemployment is a shit show right now and not everyone's getting it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just didn't realize how many people rely on people to make a buck. Nah, it's 100% true. And, yeah. I mean, even as somebody that, you know, I, I think about that myself just as, a consumer or, you know, I love comedy. You know what I mean? I love comedy. Yeah. I love concerts and all that type of shit. And mm -hmm. uh, like, we're not allowed to do that right now. You mm -hmm. know, we don't know what the landscape of what it's going to look like when this shit is over anyway. Like I just heard something where they were talking about when venues open back up, they might start spacing people or <clears throat> couples or, you know, however you buy your tickets, they'll space them out more to where the whole venue won't be half full. Like, yeah, you imagine that shit. Actually, I can. And the only reason I can, um, a friend of mine who lives in Tampa posted a picture yesterday. They actually, I believe Tampa's open. Mm. They went to brunch. And when you look at, you know, first look at the picture, it's like, yo, like, how fucking stupid are you? Why are you going to brunch during these times? But when you right. look at the picture, it's like, oh, wait, that's not a full restaurant. Like those tables, like they probably moved half of the tables. Like right, the tables right. were literally probably eight feet apart. Bruh. So do you have to get rid of half your staff? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's tough. What, is, what does this look like when we get back to whatever the new normal is or, you know, the sustainable future for the, because this is going to be around for probably like a year more, depending on how we handle it right now. It's definitely going to last through the year. Yeah. Definitely. The things so, like, they may open up, but it's not going to open up like it was open prior to. Yeah. So, like, if you got tickets for some shit, right, let's say, mm -hmm. like, I got tickets for Wildin' Out. Wildin' Out was coming to Nashville, you know, Nick Cannon's uh, production. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Shout out to so, uh, when they come, when they reset their dates, but you can only fill about half the venue, do you now have to do two shows for one? You know what I mean? Like, as, a, as Nick Cannon. Do you now have to put on two shows for one? Because you you don't want to give people their money back. You probably will. It'll probably be how they do with comedy shows whenever they add a show and they sell out. Yeah, it'll probably be like yeah, it'll probably be two for one. So instead of one Friday show, one Saturday show, one Sunday show, it'll probably be three Friday shows. But that's hurting his pocket unless the venue puts up for it, which I doubt. You know what I'm saying? Because like if they say, hey man, you can only have half that audience, so now he has to stay another night. He has to put all his comics up for another night. You see what I'm saying? Like where it starts to mm -hmm. like his oh, money yeah, starts getting saying, affected. Yeah. And it, I'm talking about now because in the future, like stuff that got canceled, because in the future we can plan for stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? To where it's yeah. like, OK, that makes sense. This is the way we do business now. But now, because 
I had to postpone this motherfucker. Like now everybody's in this situation. Like, well, how do we handle when we uh, make good on these tickets that we've sold? Right, right. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a weird adjustment, man. I got a feeling like things will never go back to exactly how they were. Nah, uh, but it'll be it'll be an evolved scenario of what we were living. I don't know how. Like sit down restaurants and shit. Like I don't know how I will get back to a point where I'm like, yeah, I just want to go sit down in a restaurant. Like well, I'm good. How about I just go get this shit to go? I can't say. And that, I was bro. already kind of in that mood anyway. So I don't know if I can say that, bro. I'm so tired of fucking washing dishes and cooking. Like <laughs> now, I'm not talking about cooking and shit. I'm talking about just getting stuff to go as opposed to sitting in the fucking oh, restaurant. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I actually, I, I miss that. I miss that. I miss, I miss coffee shops. I <laughs> I don't like fucking with people like that. Like, I don't like being in atmospheres where somebody can be loud Uh and distracting to me. You know what what I mean? Coffee shops shops typically aren't loud. Like, it's it's like a way for someone like me who's an extroverted introvert. (laughs) I could be around people without having to talk to the motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? So I I do miss that. Um, I don't know, man. This whole situation, it's just crazy to me, bro, how, like, we are, like, staring at the apocalypse and somehow managed to like as a culture not take it serious like i mean even when the the, the news first broke man like motherfuckers are staring at the end of the world and like we bought toilet paper bruh i still can't find some like like, (laughs) but dog like like think about this bro we have a deadly virus airborne taking people out the first thing that sold out was fucking toilet paper like i'm questioning everything about humanity now bro at what point did they say the symptom is explosive diarrhea that won't stop <laughs> <laughs> like you know what i mean like I what made that, that first motherfucker be like i'm gonna go snatch up all the fucking toilet paper and then it was just a trickle effect from there that's the, but that's what it was it, it had to be one person or one set of people bro because yeah. that's not that's not like a common thing for you to think like oh man shit's about to hit the fan we're gonna be stuck in the house oh shit toilet paper right what nah, they don't even like, do that shit for like hurricanes you know what i mean like <laughs> they go get milk bread and like rice you know what i'm right. saying like which i don't know what fucking meal you about to make but okay yeah, but not toilet paper. And toilet paper was the first motherfucking thing gone, man. Nah, I was expecting canned goods to be gone, shit like that, man. That shit was. I ain't had no problem finding that. Nah, but, the only thing I have a hard time finding now is still toilet paper and rice, uh, motherfucker. I can't find no really? minute rice. Like I can find a bag of rice. Who uh-huh. the fuck wants a bag of rice? Like you ain't got <laughs> Uncle Ben on this motherfucker. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, what my name brand shit at, man? Bro, this this whole thing is just showing me like like as a culture, we really just don't give a fuck about nothing, bro. Like we have murder hornets and UFOs, and like I swear, bro, no one has been talking about it. Uh, nah, them, them murder hornets been all on World Star. <laughs> like, <laughs> For real. <laughs> I've seen a couple of I've seen I, I've actually I've seen way more about the murder hornets than I have the UFOs. Now that UFO shit snuck straight by. Bro, that shit went across the street, man. Like and we forgot about it. Like, bro, do you know how long I've been waiting for alien contact? <laughs> and we finally get confirmation that some kind of unidentified flying object was spotted and it's recorded. We have evidence and no one gave a fuck. Nah. Nope. I was listening to uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, man, with uh, Duncan Trussell, which, by the way, has an amazing show on Netflix right now. We'll get into that later. 
uh, Duncan Trussell, that is. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was talking about, man, like, yeah, like, what, what if, like, the aliens just been here, man, and it was on some, like, uh, what's the shit from Marvel? The scrolls, yeah, the scrolls. Those are some scroll shit. They 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 they're shapeshifters and they they've integrated in society. Yeah. Bro, I one thousand percent think that's possible. Am I crazy? Nah, it, I mean not really. If you think <laughs> of like if you watch the History Channel at all, because all they do is have alien conspiracy theories. Ninety five percent of their shows is based around that shit. They always go back to like ancient civilizations, right? Each ancient civilization. They talk about their gods and how their gods might have been aliens. Mm-hmm. They're all drawn as men. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, got Zeus and them in, in Greek mythology. Roman mm-hmm. mythology is the same as Greek mythology, just with different names. Egyptian mm-hmm. mythology is just men with fucking masks on. Yep. So like, you know, any if you think of a movie like Stargate where they were aliens, them motherfuckers mm-hmm. look like people. So. Mm-hmm. Who knows, man? Maybe they have been amongst us and they just look like us, which would be very curious uh, as to why God was one note on this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he was just like, yo, only intelligent beings is going to look like this. You know what I mean? As opposed to yeah. just like switching it up. You know, like, I'm going to experiment this one time. Like, nah, I'm going to make know them what? all look the same, put them in different places. Bro, speaking of that, that, like... The movies that intrigue me the most when it comes to interstellar travel, outer space, the galaxy, whatever, is when it's humans from different places. Yeah. And so the I go down rabbit holes, bro, with my thinking and like my brain is really fucked up. So like the movie that sent me down the deepest thought rabbit hole, <laughs> and you're gonna laugh, bro, was Jupiter Ascending. Okay. So it was humans that left earth tens of thousands of years ago in an advanced society and have been resetting earth and farming the new humans, right? Mm. And so, okay, all that farming shit, uh, that's a little much for me. But like, bro, what if that's, that's legit? Because we have proof of ancient societies that had technologies that even today we can't replicate. We cannot build pyramids the way the Egyptians build pyramids. Right, right. Today, we can't yeah. do it. So what if that's really a thing, bro? Like, what if humanity has really been around for this long-ass time, so long that we figured out interstellar travel, whatever happened on the planet happened on the planet, reset civilization, and we're going back through the steps again. But there are humans across the galaxy and have established, like, I mean, even, you know, I'm into Star Wars. Like, they straight up say that those Luke is a human. <laughs> He's just from... Tatooine, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like shit like that, man. Like I, I really wonder if like something like that is this. Like we think of aliens, we think of like, I don't know, walking squid. But yeah. what is this motherfucker that looks like you or me? Yeah, I mean, it's very possible. Very, very possible. possible. And I mean, it, with recent space developments, man, we found several Earth-like planets in the, the, the universe. It's just they're so fucking far away we wouldn't get there in the next five hundred years. Right. The the rate that we could travel at right now. But um, it's, I wouldn't be surprised, man. But yeah, it does go to question like, hey, yo, guy, you left that out? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I hear some of us somewhere else, do they have a different Bible? Is it a Bible for their earth? Like, right, yeah. Is it some, yeah. Did they have a Jesus? <laughs> or they didn't need one. You know what I mean? Right, right. They, they, not they were one. a little bit more obedient. They didn't exactly. get kicked out of their garden. You know what I'm saying? Like, they stayed. Yeah, so I would just, I mean, even me, man, me being a space nerd, bro, and, and someone who voluntarily looks at and studies astrophysics, 
I didn't dive that much into UFOs either. Like, 2020 has been so crazy, bro, that when I saw the caption or the, the headline for UFOs, it was just like, huh, UFOs. And I might have got like, on Instagram after that. Like, right. I didn't dive that much into it, man. It just right. goes to show you how crazy the times are. I didn't even click on the video. Because, for one, it was, we're dealing with too much reality right now that I didn't want to deal with something that possibly could not be reality. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it could be a hoax. It could be uh, fake. But this coronavirus shit is real. These murder hornets, I seen it fuck up a rat. Like, that shit is huge. I was like, oh, shit. That yeah, motherfucker is big-ass shit. Um, which, that's a far-fetched story in itself, too. Like, it's it's just killing people. Like, I, mm, I don't think it's just killing people because it can't release its venom that fast into a human. Like, if you watch the video of it fucking up that rat or mm-hmm. that, that mouse... Like, it had to hit it several different times before that thing died. And that's a small creature. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, one of us would have smacked the shit out of that thing by the end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. does it have the capability? Hell yeah, it got the capability. But are you going to get stung that much by one of them? Like, it's got to be, like, uh, a bunch of What if of it has uh, numbing toxins like camel spiders? I mean, that's, that's possible. Not, it's possible, but that's not what the video showed. Gotcha. I'm just solely going off of what the video showed. Got you. Yeah. So either that was a weak ass murder hornet, or <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like I just can't see it happening unless you're in a swarm of them. You see what yeah. I'm saying? You know, I see uh, what you're saying. But this shit, like as soon as I saw it, I was like, man, what the fuck is this? The Hunger Games? Like they engineering <laughs> these motherfuckers? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and people that don't know what I'm talking about, man, camel spiders are something that's uh, pretty common in the Middle East and most of us military and former military guys know about them because we have to be aware of them. Uh, a camel spider is is the only, or one of the only, I should say, f- flesh-eating spiders in the way they, they call them camel spiders because the motherfuckers literally eat camels and they're, they're not small spiders. And their they're venom, when they bite, it numbs. So they don't even kill their prey, they numb them and then just start chewing away. And there's pictures online if you feel like grossing yourself out of soldiers who've had run-ins with camel spiders and the missing part of their arm, part of their abdomen. There's brutal pictures of camels that are half eaten, like, and they didn't know they was, they was lunch because they were numbed, you know, when the spider initially bit them. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I admittedly haven't looked much into more murder hornets either. I'm kind of like you where, um, the coronavirus is so much more real and in your face. And uh, me being in Chicago, one thing I noticed when I came down to Nashville recently, y- y'all set up down south is not like it is up here. <laughs> like, it's so much more apparent in my environment that, okay, there is a deadly virus going on because everyone's masked up. There's signage everywhere. There's, there's floor markers everywhere to direct you which way to walk and maintain social distance. There's markers on the floor for when you're standing in line, you're not supposed to go above a certain line until the next person moves. Uh, there's lines to get in the store. You can't enter stores without masks. Like it's a little different here, like down South. When I, when I went down South, man, like motherfuckers willy nilly, they didn't have a mask on, they didn't have gloves on. And it's rare to see people like that here. Um, but yeah, the, the coronavirus has been so me personally been been so in my face that I don't give a fuck about a murder hornet. And I know right. that sounds crazy, but I don't. And then especially like when I saw it, like, oh, it came in through like Washington State. I was like, oh, we got some time. 
Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Where I'm at, you know what I'm saying? I'm in Illinois, so I got some time for it. Get over here. I'm, I'm First of all, you got to go outside to get hit by it. You know what I mean? That's like, and we're locked down. So that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, but I did see this gangsta ass video, man, of how like the bees and praying mantis have, been, uh, have yeah. had our back. They yeah. had our back yeah. on this shit. Man, I see them bees fucking them murder hornets up, bro. Man, they heat them. <laughs> <laughs> like, that shit crazy. Bro, I was watching the most disgusting close-up video, microscopic video of a of a praying mantis, um, you know, masking himself as a plant and letting the murder hornet land on him and just snatching him up and just eating his ass alive from the eye in, like started mm. on his eye and just I'm like, oh my god, like they got our back, bro. Yeah, but um, it's bro, 2020 has been crazy, bro. We just we just. We just lost Will Richard. Bruh. And it's <laughs> May. Like, we just entered May. Like, we're nowhere near. We ain't even got our groove. Like, we ain't even settled into 2020. You know what I'm saying? Nah, like, for real. We haven't. And yeah. the thing that's crazy is I actually posted a meme on uh on IG, man. If, if anyone that doesn't follow me, that's kind of my shit. I post funny memes. To my story, not to my page. Um, Of someone saying, like, you know, okay, the worst has passed and it was like then May comes around and it's like that UFOs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then it actually happened, bro. Like this was before it happened. That's crazy. Uh, that was already a meme, like not even really predicting that, but just joking, saying like, yeah, yeah, next thing is going to be, they're going to be fucking UFOs. Bro. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, it nope. was UFOs. Yep. Nah, yeah, but going back to uh, Lil Richard, shout out to him. Andre Harrell just passed. Uh, Andre Harrell, yeah, legend in the game. Um, like one of the Andre Harrell is one of the few names that you know without knowing the face, and one of the people who showed me that you could really be successful and in the industry without having your face out there. For real. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, you definitely can. I mean, he took a back seat. Um, I mean, he. I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, man, you know, without him, we wouldn't have Mary. And yes, kudos go to Puff. Don't get me wrong. However, Andre Herrera was Puff's boss at this time. So he allowed Puff to go make these acquisitions of Mary he J. He saw Bly's what he of, needed to see in Puff to let Puff operate under Puff's, yes. you know, will. And, um, you know, Biggie, he allowed Biggie to leave Uptown Records with Puff, which is mm-hmm. a huge fucking move. Who knows where we would be at if he was like, nah, man, that's the Uptown's artist. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, no, right, you're, right, fi- right. you're still fired, Sean, but we're keeping uh, Biggie Smalls. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. would not have the Biggie that we had. There's no way Uptown was going to release him that way. I can't, I can't. If they released him. Right, exactly. Because yeah, they yeah, were yeah. Uh, definitely more of an R&B label. So, For sure. And um, they, they wouldn't know what to do. Well, we say they wouldn't know what to do with him, but LaFace knew what to do with Outkast. So, <laughs> well, actually, he didn't. Okay, I'll backtrack that. He didn't, but it just worked out. Yeah, right. So, yeah, big big shout out to Andre Harrell. Big shout out to Little Richard, who I actually did meet in person, which is uh, really random. yeah. It was I never knew random. that. Yeah, I uh, my friend Omar, uh, who serves as well, uh, he was working in a hotel, and um, so we used to when we go, went downtown to concerts and stuff, uh, we would always. Uh, 
park in his parking garage. Um, and, mm-hmm. You know, get the hookup that way because you know I'm a nigga and I'm always looking for a hookup. Uh, so we come up to the lobby one time, <laughs> and sure. uh, little Richard is in the lobby. You know, he's coming or he's coming up to really? the desk. Uh, so and Omar knew little Richard because he often frequent the hotel. So he's like, oh, yeah, little Richard, this is my friends, blah, blah, blah. You know, so, yeah. Was this uh, in Nashville? I mean, yeah, it was in Nashville. Quick meeting. I mean, like, okay. I, ain't, I ain't chopping up with him or nothing like Omar has. Like, yeah. he's literally sat with little Richard and heard oh, stories and conversations. But, you know, at least oh, I got God, to see him amazing. in person and, and, and you know, yeah. say, hey, man, like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. The father of rock and roll, man. Yeah. The father of rock and roll, man. But here's and the shitty don't... part. Hold on. Here's the shitty part. When I found out Lil uh-huh. Richard had passed, uh-huh. my first thought was, Lil, Lil Richard's alive? I thought we lost Lil Richard at least two years ago. Like, legit. Oh, yeah. You trash for that. Yeah. You trash for that, bro. Nah. <laughs> Uh, well, I can't. I can't even say you trash, man, because Little Richard's one of those people that deserved his flowers while we were here, and we we didn't speak on it enough, man. You know, and I and me being such a student of music and and such a nerd of music, uh, I'm a little disappointed in myself and not publicly emphasizing Little Richard's impact on music in general. Yeah, because like I said, he is the undisputed father of rock and roll. Nah, hands down, there yeah, would be no so rock and roll without him or Chuck Berry. None. None whatsoever. And that's not a small statement, bro. Like that's 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 huge. He's he's definitely a pioneer. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it influenced so many people's careers. I was just hearing that uh Jimi Hendrix uh started out on his his band. Really? Uh somebody else they were telling me that uh kind of started out with him as well. So uh yeah, it's it's kind of huge, man, the fact that he was he did what he did and he's been around for so long. Uh, I personally think, and you know, this is unconfirmed like a motherfucker, but to me, I can't see a world where little Richard didn't do what he did and we still got Prince. You know what I mean? Like to me, without little Richard, there oh, is it's no all Prince. the circle effect. You it's know all the I mean? circle yeah. effect. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now I, I could see how, I could see how Prince would fall in the little Richard lineage. Yeah. I mean, even Rick James. Yeah, like, I can oh, see yeah, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- those are those are, in my in my opinion, children of Little Richard. You yeah. know what I'm saying, and and we we could probably actually go more recent than those two guys, uh, if we really thought about it. But but for sure, man, and it, it just every time, man, we've been losing a lot. We've been losing so many people lately, man. Um, it makes me really want to be more aware of what we have. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, and I'm pretty sure, like, you know, like, I lost the only role model I've ever had in life in Kobe Bryant. A lot of us did. I don't, let me not just say I, let me not make it about me. But uh, a lot of a lot of black men from, from you know, urban areas, that was our first role model. You know what I'm saying? Our only role model. And that was a huge weight, uh, a huge loss for us. So it's like, it makes me really want to appreciate who's left, like, who we actually have, like, you know, I kind of have on here on, on our topics list, I want to get into the versus battle, so I'm kind of jumping the gun. But, you know, last night, Erica Badu and Jill Scott had their versus battle on IG Live. Like, yo, we got to appreciate those women. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, those women are icons, man. We, we had the Teddy Riley and Babyface. We, we have to appreciate, you know, those, those people just existing and pushing culture forward and paving the way for literally thousands of people. Right. 
I mean, there's so many more that uh, deserve their respects, especially mm-hmm. while they're still here. Because exactly. we're quick to try to honor somebody after they're gone. But, man, my God, like like you said, give them their roses while they're here because they deserve that honor and that praise uh, for what they've done for the industry, what they've they've done for people's lives. Because, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's some kids that wouldn't be born. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure, uh, for sure. And I, so, I used to have this shit where I was, I thought I was too cool to follow celebrities. Yeah. Well, I thought it was like, I thought it was like, you know, I kind of had a, like a like a fucked up way of looking at it, man. Like I was like, man, why well, I'm follow them? They don't know me, right? But like, I've made it a point. Like I've recently followed Mike Tyson and Sugar Ray Leonard. You know what I'm saying? Like I recently followed Teddy Riley. Like why not follow and keep up with the people that have made an impact on my life? Absolutely. You know no matter how silly a follow is, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. but just appreciate the fact that this person's here. This person's interacting with the world. I may learn more shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, who knows? But like, I feel bad for not keeping up with, bro. I didn't follow Kobe Bryant, my yeah. only role model. Right, right. Didn't fo- I follow him on Twitter? But <laughs> you know, I don't even I don't even know if he had IG. I didn't follow him. Mm. So it's like that's one way that those type of things have impacted me personally. Is like, yo, appreciate what we have here while we have it here and it, and it goes beyond celebrities it go it goes into my personal life too like I, i'm trying to do a better job of appreciating the people i have in my life right yeah absolutely yeah i mean we all need to we all need to do better i think that's one on a personal level i think that's one thing that this this virus is doing for the for the world because you can't go see your grandma whether you went to go see your grandma or not like now mm-hmm. you want to just because you mm-hmm. don't have that option anymore so now you want to check in on these people, which is a good thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, give them a call, man, and and, and chop it up with them and, and, you know, hear from their stories if they're willing to tell them, because mm-hmm. I'm sure you can learn something off of them. Or, you know, you may find out something that you didn't know. Like, they might just be out, yeah, me and Martin Luther King was out doing, you're like, what, what? You went who? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you never know what that situation is going to bring. Um, and then as far as celebrities go, like, I made it a point after Prince died, because I never got to see Prince in concert, right? I never mm. got to see Michael in concert. So yeah. I was like, yo, I'm not, I can't go my life missing some of these huge celebrities, like these showstoppers, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. these, the Beyonce's, the Chris Brown's. It's the funny you say Ushers. that, bro. It's funny you say that, because I never saw Kobe Bryant play in person. Yeah. Ever. But since that happened, I've said to myself, and since the Last Dance documentary came out with yeah. Mike, yeah. who I also never saw play in person, I've, right. I've met Mike in person. I've actually seen Mike more than once in person, but I've never witnessed Mike doing what the fuck Mike does. Right. In my mind, I've been like, bro, next season, I'm going to watch LeBron play. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going, I'm going to, after that, I'm going to watch Wardell Stephen Curry play. Like, I have to see these dudes, bro. Like, we lost Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> like, and in my opinion, Kobe is, is amazing and game changing as Mike was. To me, Kobe was Kobe was the iOS update for Mike, in my opinion. Like I felt like, and people are gonna people are gonna slaughter me online for this, but I thought Kobe was an upgraded version of Mike. I felt like he did everything Mike did a little bit better. I 
I see why you would say that, but I can't ride 100% with you just because I wasn't as big of a Kobe fan, so I didn't watch him in that aspect. Um, but I know looking back at – because I watched the Bulls. You know what I mean? Like everybody. We all watched the we Bulls. We all did. We all watched the Bulls. Yeah. So, like, looking back on it with this last dance documentary, I'm like, God, like, did Mike ever come out the air? Like, he'd do three moves in the air <laughs> and then throw the ball up. And you're like, how does he – like, he didn't jump that high. Like, how is he just floating? So, like, to see – to revisit Michael uh-huh. Jordan at this moment and seeing how amazing he was, like – and I'm sure there's going to be something to come out about Kobe at some point. I just haven't seen it yet, even yeah. if it does exist. Um, but right now Mike is in my face, so I can't say, I can't, I I can't agree with you right now because one Mike's in my face and I didn't follow Kobe to the same level that I follow Mike or I follow LeBron. Now I know Kobe had a big impact on the game and I appreciate Kobe for what he is, but, uh, to me, he just kind of followed in Mike's footsteps, but he He wasn't as good of a leader as Mike was. Okay, so let me preface this by a couple of things, a couple of things I should have said. For one, I've always been a Laker fan. And yeah. that stemmed from my father wasn't a huge sports guy, but my father liked Magic and the Lakers. Yeah. Which is when I was a kid kid. So mm-hmm. I've always been a Lakers fan, even before they had Kobe. But I remember when they got Shaq and it was Nick Van Exel and Eddie Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, Bloody Diva. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, and then I remember, I remember when they drafted Kobe, and Kobe didn't get an inch of playing time. I remember the next season when Kobe made the All Star game coming off the bench. I remember the only reason Kobe started was because Rick Fox got hurt, so they started Kobe at small forward. And then once he was, because because uh, what was his name? Dale Harris was the coach at the time. He didn't want to start Kobe. But once he was in there, he was like, well, shit, I can't take him out the starting lineup. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, so once Rick Fox got back, it shifted Kobe back to his original position, too. Like, so that's how long I've been a Laker fan, bro. But, um, yeah, when you mentioned Mike and, like, the stuff that Mike used to do in the air, and I'm going to nerd out for you. I'm not going to spend too much time on sports or basketball. But I'm a basketball nerd on you for a second. An- one reason that you see that from Mike, how Mike can do three or four moves in the air, and Kobe kind of did it. But there's one major difference between Kobe and Mike from a specs standpoint. Michael Jordan had humongous hands. Mm. And so if you ever go to the United Center in Chicago to uh, go to a Bulls game, they have some basketballs uh, with handprints. And they have like Shaq's handprint, Michael Jordan's handprint, a few other players. Michael Jordan's hand in the ball is as big as Shaq's. Mm. Like, so he's like, like Kawhi Leonard. Exactly. Like he holds the bat. Like if, when you're watching the next episode of Last Dance, watch when you know when Mike ISOs and he holds the ball and puts it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch how the ball looks in his hands. It looks like a fucking orange. <laughs> like so, he can manipulate the ball. And Kobe had small hands, so Kobe couldn't manipulate the ball one-handed the way Mike could. It's really specific detail, but it's just one. It's just one thing that like me being such a student of the game and, and, and sp- specifically a student of those two players because I thought I was going to be six six. Uh, <laughs> like that I know about them but um, yeah man I, I, I do have Kobe a step ahead of Mike and I'm going to be real with you I'm not a LeBron James fan at all and I have LeBron James a step ahead of both of them the only reason I don't think he's better 
uh-huh. because he doesn't have that psychotic mentality of Kobe and Michael Jordan. I think Mike, if Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant weren't basketball players and they were raised by different parents and grew up in the wrong hood, they would have been serial killers. <laughs> wow. Wow. Because wow. <laughs> their approach to the game was like, it's so psychotic. It is, it is an, it's, it's, a, it's an obsession. Oh, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. They definitely had, like, OCD for the game. Oh, my so God. So, I wouldn't say they would be serial killers, but I think they would thrive in whatever they went into. Bruh, Kobe had a, a, a quote. You can look this up to where he studied a – I can't remember the exact animal, so I'm just going to fill it in right now, people. Don't, don't kill me for this. Uh, it was like a cheetah or a lion. This nigga went and studied – a predatorial animal and the way it kills prey to help him in basketball. What? How? Yeah. <laughs> How? Like those dudes are weird like that, bro. But you know, it made them who they were. Right. And LeBron, I mean, for LeBron. Uh, it, sorry, I have a fact check over here. Sharks. Sharks. Kobe Bryant studied sharks. Uh, that makes sense. That makes Bruh. sense. <laughs> that's, but, that's crazy. For me, I think LeBron, I think he had the he has the potential, right, to be uh-huh. the greatest ever because he's built sure. the way he's built, the way he can maneuver and just charge down that lane, all everything. And he's the most skilled basketball player in history. Yes, he I mean, is. yes, yeah. However, he grew up in a time that allowed him to play the way that he plays. That makes sense. Like he didn't grow up when Mike and them grew up. Like you watch the Save the Last Dance documentary, you see them. Detroit Pistons, them bad boys, like trying to murder Michael Jordan coming through the hole. That that would never happen to LeBron James. So no. Mike had to, he had to change well, the way that he played in order to even combat that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm gonna throw a bone at you, and I agree with you. Ninety percent of LeBron's career has been like that. The one time it wasn't was them damn Celtics. Mm, yeah. Rondo, Pierce, Ray Allen, and KG used to whoop LeBron ass, bro. They used to be his ass on the court. But I do think that that's why I don't – I've never liked the, the Jordan-LeBron comparison. I've always loved the Pippen-LeBron comparison. I think LeBron would have been Pippen in the 90s. I think he would have – because of the style of the game, I think he would have had to hone in on his defense, which LeBron is an amazing defensive player. It's underrated in that right. area. Yeah, he is. Same size, same length. And Pippen was a, was a mofo on the court. Dog, watching this monster. Watching these highlights, Pippen was a dog. The way he dunked on Ewan, what? I was like, yo, like had had Pippen been on another team besides the Bulls, if it was the right situation, let me say let me caveat that. If it was the right situation, and I don't know what that situation is, I don't know what that team is, but if it was the right situation, I think Pippen would be in that debate for GOAT. Yeah, yeah. Nah, 100 percent man. Cause I'm like, I'm coming off my seat for highlights of a documentary that happened 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Well, Gosh. actually, hold on. Sorry. Caveat. 30 years ago. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, duh, like, what the fuck, man? Like, dude is, he was a beast. And the fact that he, he grew up a point guard and then grew, what, six inches over the summer mm-hmm. or some shit like mm-hmm. that? Like, which is, you know, that's the AD effect, right? You know, AD, same thing happened to him, Anthony Davis, you know. Yep. So you get these super Robin tall too. dudes that can handle the fucking rock like a yeah. beast, but they're tall as shit. 
I'm gonna tell you what makes Pippen what why why Pippen deserves a face on the basketball Mount Rushmore. Pippen was doing everything you talk about, shooting threes, driving, passing, scoring for the most time with ease, and dunking on 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 iconic centers like Patrick Ewing. Yeah, Pippen was face guarding the best player on the opposite team every playoffs. Yeah, and still had the offensive production of a Kobe, a LeBron, a, a Zion. You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude is, is probably the best two-way star in history. Yeah, nah, hands down. Hands down. Like, him and Kawhi. Him and Kawhi. Let me not say none of them. And Paul George. I, I want to put – I want to give respect where it's due. But Pippen – I think Kawhi is trying to get to Pippen's level. Like, Pippen was a dog, bro. Yeah, nah, he's, he's like, a beast. And the fact that he was so un, underrated and paid. Like, what the fuck? Nah, it hurts my heart, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, but, let's, but let's be clear. I get what I get. What happened? I get what yeah. happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it makes sense. Pippen went for guaranteed money. That makes 100 uh, percent sense to take care of his family and everything. And you know, renegotiating a contract while you're already in a contract is that's not guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I understand what happened to him, but like, it still hurts my heart. Yeah, um, but let's let's not forget Pippen over the range of his career made more than Michael Jordan in NBA salary, but he just got those paydays later from Portland. Right. Houston. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we kind of touched on this a second ago, man. But I want to move forward because I don't want to spend too much much time on sports on my podcast, or we're gonna lose everyone who's not interested in sports. Uh, we mentioned the versus battles. Um. Has that been something that you've been keeping up with? Not really. I mean, you know, I'm not really, I'm, well, not, I'm not on uh, social media. Uh, I don't have a social media pro- platform. So, therefore, all these uh, battles have been on social media. So, I haven't really been keeping up with them. Uh, YouTube shows some of them, you know, in retrospect. So, like, the Timberland, uh, Swiss Beach, I watched that a little bit. Uh, and then... Like, by the time I got to, like, Manny Fresh and Scott Storch, I think it was, like, I was already kind of over it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm really interested in two people playing their hits versus playing new, unreleased music. So, like, to me, what Timberland and, and Swiss was doing is they was, like, making beats on the fly mm-hmm. and, you know, just kind of going back and forth in that type of way. And it took longer, you know, when like they were live, you know, they were just kind of like hitting each other back, you know, type yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. But the live battles, I think it's just like, yo, I got this song, I'm gonna play this juvenile back that ass up. And then you play, you know, some Justin Bieber song or something, you know what I mean? I'm like, nah, I can do that. I don't need you to do that for me. I can do that myself. So I haven't really been into it. So I'm gonna greatly disagree with you on that. <laughs> I think it's something awesome about a catalog battle because for one, as a culture, we are such victims of the moment. We're so quick to throw goat words like goat, classic, top 10, top artist, best ever. We're so quick to do that. And these battles show you like, nah, bro, it's motherfuckers who's been doing this for 40 years. Nonstop hits that's been doing this for one, for two, it kind of shows you where some people are on, on the, 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 the ranking list, the totem pole. So admittedly, 
I have not watched all these battles. I didn't watch Timbaland and Switch. I didn't watch wasn't the young niggas who did Tribute Red and whoever. I didn't watch Dream and and Sean Garrett. And let me caveat: I love Dream and Sean Garrett. Those yeah, are two of yeah. my favorite artists slash writers. You put me on a Dream actually. Yeah, I wasn't even on Dream like nah, that. Dream, Dream, and has, Dream and Atlanta nigga. Like, but you put me on a one like that. he has some of the most underrated, best flowing albums ever put together like yeah, the way yeah. he integrates one song into another is fucking magical yeah i'm gonna say the the whack-ass hipster thing to say and like he has the most co- cohesive projects yes he does. <laughs> like it just yeah. flows bro like like i made so many road trips with dream albums because yeah. like it's like you can press play on song number one and not stop it till the song is done and boom an hour and 20 minutes is, of your commute is done of your right. or your drive yeah. if you're going a long drive so he's he, he was always a go-to drive artist, Neo, you know, people like that. But um I love those guys, but I didn't watch their battle. Uh the first battle I watched was the Teddy Riley babyface battle. And while we know the controversy that went around them doing it and them trying it, uh, it turned out to be a great battle. And it just shows you how like there's an art in these versus battles. Because in my mind, Teddy Riley was going to blow Babyface out the water. Only because, for one, in my opinion, Teddy Riley has more hits. Yeah. For two, Teddy Riley has music that's more catered to a battle because Teddy Riley has a lot of party and club shit. So right. essentially, yeah. if you have people watching, they're going to turn up. You know what I'm saying? But Babyface just went and showed you, man, that, hey, man, cool heads always prevail, and the ladies gonna get you where you need to be. It's the Drake formula. Like, ah, right, yeah, that's cool you're doing all that, man. Let me strum this guitar and sing real quick. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so that was the first one I watched. Um, and I really hate that, that, that Teddy was so extra <laughs> for that battle, uh, because I think if he was a little less extra, his his portion of the battle would have went over well mm-hmm. or better. But I will say with the caveat of he had a dual setup. He had a setup for IG Live and he had a setup for his website. And if you go and look at the website video of the first battle when his audio and all his quality was dog shit, on his website, immaculate. Mm. The sound, the quality, all of it was immaculate. He had a plan. Teddy was trying to do something bigger than the versus IG shit. It just didn't work out well. Right. Um, so yeah, I do think that um Babyface won that battle. Just because I don't know, man. He he, he babyfaced it. And and like the, the pettiness and the shade he was throwing at Teddy. Did you watch that one? Nope. Bruh, <laughs> he was throwing so much shade. So like at one point, Teddy played the I Get So Lonely remix. Uh, and Babyface was like, wait, is that the original or the remix? I know the guys who did the original. And Teddy's like, nah, it's the remix. He's like, oh, that's cool. I don't do remixes. Let me play my next one. <laughs> like, he was so, like, bro, you can't tell me Babyface ain't caught a body at some point in life, bro, because he was so cool about everything. <laughs> um, Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I appreciate the battles for what they are because I know it's been entertaining people and everything. And, you know, it's just not, like I said, I I can play. I can go get your catalog. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to tune in to a live Instagram or to YouTube to do that. Like, it's on 
it's all your music's pretty much out there anyway. Now there are some songs that I don't know that some of these producers have done. So that's been like, oh man, I didn't know he did that that, you know, he wrote that one. But other than that. Um my bad. I was being, I was trying to figure out what she was saying over here. Um Yeah, but I think too, man, like the because as humans, we forget about shit. Because, yeah. so, I mean, especially with music, because so much content comes out, bro. And a lot of times when I'm watching these battles, it's like, oh, I forgot about that song. You know what I'm saying? And, like, honestly, bro, a lot of times after the battles, I go through and listen to some of these older songs that I forgot about. Oh, yeah, I bet. Um, so last night, the Jill Scott and Erica Badu battle happened. You didn't tune into that one, did you? Nah, uh-uh. And it wasn't so much a battle. Like, they were so classy, and they, they weren't really trying to go at it with the songs. It was nothing like Babyface and Teddy, where it was being petty. They were just empowering each other, and it was just, it was a it was a bit boring, but it was also beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Because they're, so, they're so, such peaceful queens that uh, yeah. they were just bigging each other up the whole time. But even then, because I thought Erica was going to smoke Jill Scott. Jill got some hits. Yeah, but that's Erica Badu, bro. Nah, I'm I like, know. I think Erica probably has a bigger catalog, but I think Jill has more hits. No, I thought the opposite. I you think the opposite? I thought Jill has a longer catalog than Erica, because in my opinion, Erica has Baduism and some hits here and there. Because Baduism is an album full of hits. It's just like, uh, as as she said, it's like the the, the miseducation of Lauren. Right. Hill. Yeah. It's, it's an album full of hits. She could literally let that play and, and win most battles. Right. And then a, a couple of hits here and there, like Window Seed and the Black Song kind of Gang Statewide. Yeah. So I was looking on Twitter and said that song was uh, Neo Soul Trap. No, no, no. They said it, it's the Nuck If You Buck of Neo Soul. God. But, um, <laughs> but um, you're, you're watching. I thought that um, Erica had more hits. And at first, it seemed that way. It seemed like Erica was blowing Jill out the water. Bro, when I tell you at the end, Jill ran off eight straight that I totally forgot about. Bro, when uh, she was on some award show, Essence, BET, or something like that, not too long ago, Jill, that is, and she got an award, one of those like honoree type deals where they actually perform their songs afterwards. Mm-hmm. And she started playing some, you know, she played a melody of like her hits. And I was like, yo, she got songs that I, I like, like you, I just forgot about. And I was like, yo, that was a hit. That's fire. That's a hit. That's fire. But when <laughs> I think rough. about uh, Erica's catalog, like, like you said, I think she has. Cause Jill don't put out a whole lot of albums to me. Cause I I'm, I may I I take a point to try to get her albums when they come out. Mm-hmm. But Erica, it seems like at one point she was coming out with like two, three, four albums in a in a year. Like at one for one span, like she was just putting out a whole lot of music. But like you said, wasn't that many hits hits in her? Yeah. Like the music is still good. It's just wasn't nothing that was popping it on the radio or anything like, yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I say I think Erica had the bigger catalog, but Jill probably had more hits. You know what I mean? Because I think her content, and then like I can't think of the album, but the one with the uh, "He Loves Me" or whatever that song is, like that. That's the first one, right? 
is that the first one like that that has like eight hits off of it by itself you know what i mean like yeah yeah and she and she missed some yeah she, she, didn't, play, she didn't even drop daydreaming the yeah. lupe joint which yeah that's permitted features are permitted oh features are permitted and she yeah. got i mean she had to play the roots right they both played the roots i mean they had to <laughs> yeah yeah because you know erica's on the erica original did the now erica's on the original yeah, 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 and jill yeah, yeah, did the right. jill did the live version yeah which in my the live version is crazy bro live <laughs> that live version is way better than the original both were amazing but it's like in comparison yeah i like live version um but oh another thing that this that, that battle made me realize bro like i just love jill's voice yeah just like, as a natural speaker or are you talking about singing or both, both. yeah both like Jill, Jill possesses a very unique ability to just turn a grown ass, hulked out man into a marshmallow. Yeah, nah, I got you. She's one of the more interesting parts of uh, cause she's on Black Lightning. Yeah, and you uh, know what's crazy is uh, Asia said that because we were watching it with Asia, uh, and um, I had no idea. And like, so I thought, you know, kids just be talking, bro. Yeah, you know, she was. That's the girl from Black Lightning. Because my daughter, she's fourteen, bro. She don't know Jill Scott. Jill Scott. Right. Like, oh, that's the lady from Black Lightning. And uh, I was, I, I just wrote it off. I just ignored her like a dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then Eric was like, Nah, that's she was on Black Lightning. I was like, Oh shit, I didn't know that. Nah, yeah, she she has a class about her that's just like it's perfect, it's bro. It's, it's so perfect. It's like. I mean the way she holds herself and everything. Like, I, yeah, I'm I'm more of a Jill fan than I am Erica fan. Even though Erica has some fucking hits, like I'm not discounting Erica by no means. But it's a different vibe, you know what I mean? For both right. of them to be in that neo soul category, oh, they're to- they're totally it's different. so different. Yeah, and I mean Erica's a goat in her own right. Just for the simple fact she'd be turning out rappers and like turning them <laughs> into like. Daffodil carrying, earthworm eating, yellow kango wearing niggas, like you know what yeah. I'm saying. But uh, I, I like I, yesterday's battle made me realize. For one, I want Erica to be my auntie. Yeah. <laughs> like Erica remind me of that one. Like if you grew up in the hood, man, there was always that one black lady who like everybody knew and she communicated everybody and she might make like jokes about your dad like where your daddy at now boy hey tell him i'm gonna see him later you know what i'm saying mm. like erica remind me of that type of lady man like she might have been the candy lady candy lady right man. got you yeah but, candy uh, lady. <laughs> she, she got that vibe bro like I want, I want her in my family so uh it was amazing battle man like two it just made you realize man like two queens in the game man and like how heavy neo soul is because i'm gonna yeah. be real with you I'm not a neo soul guy. Like a lot of neo soul is boring to me. Even though I listen to some neo soul. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought that because I think it's the Beyonce effect, right? Like Beyonce fans make you not like Beyonce. I think that neo soul fans are so like hardcore, it made me not want to be a neo soul fan. But after hearing Erica and Jill, it's like, yo, this is mainstream. I don't care if it's Neo Soul. Right, right. It's legit. Now, like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying on the Neo Soul fans. You know what I mean? Because they, yeah, they're a little weird. Uh, they're a little different. Uh, but I went to, you know like what I mean? Sage, like when, bro. When, when Jill and, and, and Erica were at their peak, um, not at their peak, I can't say at their peak, but why they were releasing music heavy. 
let's say it that way. Mm-hmm. I was at Fisk, you know what I mean? So I was in a neo-soul fucking environment. Like, they so. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so it's just like, you know what I mean? So I, I was in that environment while all this shit was happening when this whole Chicks on you know, this, this flowers and they afro. Yeah. This Philly, <laughs> this Philly movement was happening, you know, across mm. everything. Uh mm. but yeah, man, like I, I feel you though, cause even on the Beyonce fans thing, because like it's sometimes where I'd be like, I'm not listening to this fucking Beyonce album, and then I'll listen to it and I'll be like, No, this album's great. I just hate the way people fucking talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, bro. So it's funny you say that. That's the reason I never listen. To, you know, to this day, I've never heard Lemonade. I've never listened to Lemonade because Beyonce fans have annoyed me to the point of not listening to Lemonade. Lemonade, what, Lemonade wasn't out for 30 minutes. And they were like, ah, this greatest album ever. She's Michael Jackson. Like, you know, so I'm like, all right, man, I, I'm, I don't even feel like listening to this shit. And it's crazy because the album before that was the self-titled Beyonce album, right. which in my opinion was her best project. Mm. A project where she evolved. But um, yeah, not nah, people, fans can make you not want to fuck with an artist. Right. Because they become Nazis about this shit, man. Like, yeah. you wasn't rocking with Beyonce when she blah, 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 blah. You ain't no day one. Like, bitch, are you? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Nobody is. Like, bitch, I listen to the writings on the wall. Destiny's Child, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, bitch, name the original members. <laughs> <laughs> the original members. That should be a trivia for fans <laughs> out here, man. Uh, like, yeah, they they be on some other shit, <laughs> Bruh. So while we're on the topic of these queens, man, I want to talk about like <laughs> I was thinking the other day, man, and uh, I mentioned just mentioned this to you before. I think it's underrated on how much of the plug women are, mm-hmm. and in in most cases, I think women are a better plug than men are, like. As, as a dude who, who tries to move and operate in the industry or even in life, man, like having, a, having women friends opens so many doors, bruh. And like, I was trying to get down to the basis of that, right? Like, like, why is that? You know what I'm saying? And like, even, so let's say you got a homie, let's say you do music, right? And you got a homie that works at Universal. And you're like, hey, bruh, I do music. Your homie gonna be like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> if you're not your friend, friend, you know what I'm saying? Right, like he'll yeah. be a nigga you associate with. He's like, all right, cool, man. You know, send me something. That nigga might never check that email. But if you got a chick that know the nigga that work at Universal, yeah, and she know you do music, oh, I'm cool with such and such. Send me your stuff, I send it to him, bro. Ninety percent of the time, that shit's gonna get you on before your direct contact. That's a guy is. I think it's uh, I think it's another aspect to that too. Okay. Uh, so I think women are. You say women are the plug. I say women are the better plug because, in the same instance, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say your homie actually did pass on that music. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you told me like, hey man, I got I got this homeboy. He writes scripts, right? Mm-hmm. You're like I'm gonna pass it on to you. I may or may not read that shit. Right. 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 Now let's. In this instance, let's say I'm single. Okay? okay. A girl come to me and be like, hey, I got this homie that wrote this script. 
and you right. ain't yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So now I'm like, okay, now this might be an end to get to her. You know what I'm right, saying? Like right, it right. just may be, so, or like I'm just trying to keep her in my good graces. So right. I'm gonna look out for her, you know, and if stuff trash, of course I'm gonna tell her it's trash. I'm not just gonna put a homeboy on. I'm gonna be like, nah, I can't really rock with this, but I can't really on a beat. <laughs> Maybe, but you know what I'm saying? Like you at least entertain the fact, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, you finesse it some type of way, but you, you're willing to put more energy into it because there is a goal at the end that you may be going after for sure. as that, as that highlighted person, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I can see why more men are likely to look into something that a woman hands them. And then on the opposite end, Let's say the woman is the 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 exec or some shit mm. like that. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like a man handing you something is like another man trying to mansplain some shit to you. You know what I mean? Mm. Like we all in this whole era of like, man, a man can't tell me shit. Cool. Right, for sure. Got you. We've been your boss for a long time. Got you. You don't want nothing from us. All right. Mm-hmm. Word. Let's keep it moving. A queen hand you something, then maybe it's a little bit different. You know, oh, if she like it, maybe it is something worth looking into because she know the struggle of the woman you know what i mean so uh yeah they probably are the better play i i so i agree with you um for those reasons yeah yeah i mean even even so just in my experience man like there's all there's there's a universal language right when it comes to men because like men like we're pretty basic we're pretty fucking simple Mm -hmm. and the language is beaten it sounds fucked up, but I mean, historically, I mean, what was the fall of Troy? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? So like the, the man is always trying to, trying to be, and women, women can move in circles that men can't, like a man can go into general pop in the club and never be seen. Yeah. No matter how well taken care of, how well groomed, how well connected he is. If no one knows he's connected, no one knows his clout, all that other shit don't matter. Right. A good-looking woman goes to the club. By the end of the night, she's in a section. If she yeah. wants to be, if she yeah. wants to be, because not all women, you know, want to be. Not, not all women want to operate in that that manner. But you know, some, you know, she, I mean, right. So they're getting to know people that we just ain't gonna ever know. Man, I'm trying to tell you, bro. Um, yeah, man. So uh, these niggas, man, they gotta stop shitting on women, like, especially like if you got a dream, bro. Like that's where it's at. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's in, in, in my uh, in my honest opinion, like that's universal. That's not even just a black thing. Oh, like yeah, women, nah, women yeah, can get to women can get if you're not there already, if you're not there on your own merit already, women can get to to in, within circles that you cannot. Bro, if if I got a call right now, right, and it was like, "Hey, man, Spike Lee down at the mall," mm-hmm. which malls aren't anything really, but let's just say, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, "Hey, Spike Lee at 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 this restaurant," right? And I'm yeah. like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna go down to the restaurant." Ain't no way I'm going to see Spike. You know what I mean? Ain't no way I'm getting through that traffic. Man, Spike right. is a bad example because Spike is a happily married man that I've never heard anything bad about as for far sure. in that in that aspect. But let's say, for instance, uh, uh, it's on the flip side, and or let's say I'm there. You know what I'm saying? And let's say it is one of these dudes that's like a clout chaser. You know what I mean? They doing it for the gram. They trying to turn up. They popping bottles. All this type of shit. I'm never gonna get close to that nigga. However, right. a bad female will walk straight the fuck up. Security gonna let her through. You know what I'm saying? Like, and she was just gonna go sit her ass down and start chopping it up with this dude. Right. It's the way of life. And I'm, I understand that. 
You know what I mean? Like that's just that's that's how we operate. My bad, bro. Someone just FaceTime me and now I can't find my video. That's hilarious. Oh my god. What is this should I do hide self view? You said I do what now? Uh, I don't see what you're talking about. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Thank you. <laughs> now I can't see myself. Okay, all right. God dang, Apple. I'm so sorry, bro. What What were you saying? No, I was just saying the difference between like I like we would never be able to make it to that exact. You know what I'm saying? Like or that rapper. You yeah. know. Um, I remember. And this is, I didn't even have any interaction with this dude. But I remember Nelly, back after he did uh, Country Grammar, he came to okay. Nashville, right? He was doing a concert somewhere. Mm-hmm. So he walked through Hickory Hollow Mall because it, mm-hmm. it was the shit back in the day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And me and my homeboy was there. And we was in a shoe store, and there was like some people ran in the shoe store. We was in uh, Sports Seasons, I think. Okay. Either that or Champs, one or the other. It was probably Champs. Mm-hmm. And uh, they was like, yo, Nelly, Nelly in the mall. I'm like, Give a fuck, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, why am I gonna mm-hmm. I'm follow this nigga around the mall? Like, what am I supposed to do that for? God, sure enough, this dude come walking by. Man, he got a fucking line of people behind him, around him. You know, everybody trying to get get his attention, and he looks into the champs as he continues to walk because he wasn't coming in there, and he sees two du- like we're the only two dudes in the store. We're not fucking with this dude. We're not bothering this dude. And we make mm-hmm. eye contact. He just get a head nod, like man. I yeah, the, the, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nah, nah. It's it's funny, bro. I have, actually have a very similar story. Um, so one time, I, I this is when I was still in Atlanta, and uh, I went and got my daughter for the summer. Mm. So uh, went back to uh, Hartsville Jackson Airport as we about, I'm about to take my daughter back to Chicago, and. Uh, the the airport was crazy that day. So the line was so long and like some TSA agents came and they were like, hey man, you, 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 and you come with me. So they just pulled a people, few people out of each line. So we go to like off to the side to some some staged TSA check-in that they just put up. Yeah. I'm in line. Neil behind me. So I like I turn around, look, I'm like, and it's like, cause he was he wasn't glammed up, you know what I'm saying? He might have had on a white tee, some shorts, and he, I remember he had on a fitted cap. And so, you know, that's not usually how you see Neo. You right. know what I'm saying? Plus he had like the scruff on his face. And then he looked, he looked up the same time I looked back and was like, oh shit, that is Neo. Same thing. Like, he kind of looked like, oh shit, is this nigga finna get weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I just gave him the head nod. He head nodded back. This line took a minute. So um he had his kids with him. And so my daughter, you know, was talking to their kids or whatever, or talking to his kids, I mean. And then uh and he she was like, Hey dad, can I can I play with them? You know what I'm saying? And I kind of looked at Neo and he was like, you know what I'm saying? So like she she's he, she's playing with his kids or whatever. And then uh me and Neo start chopping it up. On some, on some cool shit. Like, not right. even, bro, like, you a celebrity, I'm not. Just like, yo, man, you know, where you headed, man? You know, beautiful daughter, you know, your kid's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like, just some, a man conversation. Right, yeah, yeah. And uh, my daughter was like, daddy, you know him? I was like, nah, that's Neo. And she was like, 
and it's Neo from Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So she kind of lost her shit after that. She was like, I was playing with Neo's kids. And, and Neo started chopping it up with my kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, just, just on some cool shit. But, like, yeah, it's, it's something about, <laughs> about just being a real nigga, bro, and just not being a weirdo. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? And you could tell that they appreciate that. Because you could, like, when I first looked at him, I could tell he didn't want to be bothered. didn't want to say a fucking word to me. Right. But once he thought I was on some chill shit, it was just like, let's chop it up. We right here for a minute. So Yeah, yeah. Which is understandable because I wouldn't want to be bothered by, you know what I mean? Like, it's got to be exhausting. It's got to be exhausting. Imagine. Everybody wants something. You know what yeah. I mean? Because in, in that situation, that, that same situation is probably like, hey, man, I do music too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then like, he like, all right, here this nigga go. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, exactly. I'm not going to fucking listen to your shit, man. Like, you'd be the baddest. Mo- but like, there's channels for this. Like, right, the right. whole system and industry set up for this. And then on shit. top of that, bro, I'm not your guy. I'm an artist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, Neil is, he could be your guy because he does, yeah. he's more than an artist. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, but I see your point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I remember being in, in, in France and it's not, you know, whatever. Uh, last year we was at, at Cannes Fan Festival and uh, man, just seeing the fakeness that's out there. You know mm. what I mean? I was like, yo, like I was in situations where there wasn't anybody famous around. Not not really. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, even when I, I, I met Cameron over there and that was a cool situation because like I didn't want nothing from Cam. Like I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to put on Cam. I wasn't trying to pitch him a movie and like, hey man, I saw your movie. It was cool. You know what I mean? He was like, appreciate that. That was it. In a conversation, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. ask you to this party tonight and that shit like You're that. You're not no you know dick rider. I mean? Right. So, meanwhile, I was talking to this dude like later on that night. I was like, hey, man, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Cam posted to come to this or I saw Cam today. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, Cameron, yeah, that's my man. He all out. He from he, he saved from New York and shit. Yeah, yeah, oh that's my, my man. Yeah, he coming here. He coming through. Uh, I knew right then that motherfucker was lying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because like everything about him said, this is not a real nigga. Like he's not right, real. Right, right, right. Like he's yeah. faking his image. Like he's yeah. loud. He's they do anything for no cloud. reason. He's obnoxious. Like, look at me, guys. Like I'm peacocking out here. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he had this ridiculously loud laugh that I was like, like, no matter where I was in the party, I could hear this motherfucker. I was like, this, <laughs> like I threw his business card away. I was like, this nigga can't help me in no way. You know nah, that's I mean? real. That's solid. That, that's 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 a that's a real nigga moment, bro. Like sometimes, like a nigga will turn you off from even wanting to work with him. Yeah, because he, he too extra. Right. Yeah. Like, what he gonna do? I looked up his credits. He ain't got no credits. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause like yeah. everything you're telling me is a fucking lie, and I know this just off your demeanor. Like yeah. any real nigga would know that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it was in other places we walk in and people would talk to us. Like white people, you know what I mean? Like, you know, sophisticated ass white people would, you know, throw their business our way because we were real. Like, and they could tell there was no fakeness to us. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, sure. it's something completely different. Like, I'm not trying to be extra. I'm not trying to be no thug. Like, I'm not, I'm just me, bro. Like, yes, I am a nigga, but like, I can help you further your career. You can probably help me further my career. And within the first five seconds, I bet you, you can figure that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm here to work as opposed to just being loud and being seen and I don't know, I don't know what else motherfuckers do to try to get ahead, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah, man, it's, it's <laughs> real niggas are endangered species, bro. And, that, and that's a, that's a conversation for another time. Uh, me and me and my homies talk about it a lot, but the, the climate has definitely changed and corny niggas have taken over. 
uh, taking over. Like the the extraness and the lameness is. I don't want to say it's what's cool because I still think that that everyone can kind of see when that's happening, but people don't don't even like don't even care too much no more, man. Like, all right, man, we'll just let him do what he's doing. All right, man, you come in the section. Fuck it. Come on. Come on, man. Stop standing on the couch, though, bro. That shit get up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the shit happens, man. But yeah, going back to the original convo, man, like, I do think that uh, that, that, that women are the best plugs. But uh, <laughs> another topic, man, me and you have talked about, uh, you know, off, off air, <laughs> speaking of women, and this quarantine is the emergence of OnlyFans. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely popped up a lot. A Bro, lot. I can't scroll down my Twitter timeline without seeing the naked bitch. Mm. <laughs> Period. Like, everyone's getting an OnlyFans page, bro. And they are getting paid. Nah, it's, it's, it's a great career opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> the oldest career, bro. You know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it's, it's making money, man. Like, I, I, I promise you, bro, if I was a female, I would probably have one. I'm not even I'm fucking lying. Bigger, right I'm, now. Even, I'm not even going to say probably, bro. 1000%. If I was no. a woman and I was single, my morals would be out the window. Bro, you get paid to do shit you're going to do anyway. You probably, 95% of the time, you're going to be masturbating anyway. <laughs> Why not fucking tape it and just put it out there for They don't even have to masturbate. Yeah. They don't even have to get naked. Niggas are paying for true, pics, true. bruh. That is true. That's true. That's and 100%. dick ratings. It's 100% true. Which I don't understand. Like, I don't need you to rate my dick. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't need, first of all, your dick rated. Second of all, you don't need to pay anyone right. to rate your dick. Bruh, go down your timeline and send a random dick pic to a chick. She gonna say you everything you need to know about your dick. <laughs> I'm just playing for like ladies. I'm kidding, fellas. I'm kidding. Do not send unsolicited dick pics, please. That was a joke. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you need some? The connector? Ah, uh, yeah. Sorry. All right, dibs. <laughs> dibs. <laughs> Bro, yeah, like, nah. Yeah, I'm, nah, I'm gonna that, be real. Now nah, go curiosity, ahead. I'm gonna be real. Curiosity killed the cat. Hmm. So I went on OnlyFans to see what the hype was about. Shit's all right, bro. <laughs> Shit's you, said all right. you said what? Shit's all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yo, look, so pick the hustle, because I, I am not mad at these women in the slightest. Or, or the site. So I don't know how much OnlyFans take from them. I don't. You know what I mean? But it's got to be worth it for so many people to do it. So you pay a subscription to follow for some of them, because some of them are free, I believe. Mm-hmm. But some of them charge just to follow them, right? So then you're paying oh, that. I'm fee. the subject matter expert. So the okay. ones that are free, they typically have a free and a VIP. Okay. So they use the free to kind of tease you and lure you in. Like, I want to see like, more. But if you want to see more, you yeah. can pay the five ninety nine or right, right, twenty ninety nine, right. whatever they charge it. But anyway, which is so it's a good hustle. It's like like I equated like when we talked about I equated to ESPN Plus, right? And which is a good point because it was a fight on last night. So you have to buy ESPN Plus which monthly is a subscription. subscription or yearly yeah. subscription. So you buy that. That's your entry level, right? And it gives mm-hmm. you content. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It gives you pretty good, decent content. Yeah, but. 
if you want the UFC pay-per-view, you got to pay more, bro. Like, you got to pay for this one thing. You know what I'm one saying? One time and, event. And we're we talking $64. Woo! $64 ahead. On top of your, or, like, on top of your $7.99 or whatever it on is. On top of. So, like, if you want, I think they bundled it because I looked yesterday. I think it was, like, 80, 80 bucks or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. For the fight and for ESPN Plus for like, and I think that was only for like fucking three months or some shit. I don't, no, it was a, it was a year. It was a year subscription. So a year subscription plus the fight last night. It's not bad. Actually, would have paid. I would have paid eighty something. But mm-hmm. like, it's still two separate fucking charges because when you break down how much the fight is, the fight is still sixty four dollars no matter what. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, you're still. So I'm like this hustle. That one fight, by the way. That one fight. You don't get the next fight. Well, they do have some free fights. So yet again, you get some content for free because well, like they're having a fight. In it. Right. Not another pay-per-view. You get that one pay-per-view for that price. And then the next time they have another pay-per-view, like if Masvidal fights, he's going to be pay-per-view. So you're going to be mm. paying Jones fight. You got to pay for every fucking Jones fight. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So the hustle is so fucking real, man. And like that's what these, these, these only fan page women are doing. They're charging you to follow them. Then they're charging you per content that they're putting out on top of that in a lot of cases, which is fucking genius. I'm not knocking them at all. It's smart as shit. Get your money. Hustle these niggas because they paying for it. We're simple, as you've already stated in this podcast. Like, we're going to do the shit. Like, oh, yeah, nah, I used to, especially if you've already been following somebody in Twitter or uh Instagram, or maybe it was a video vixen at some point, like, i.e., yeah. you know, we talked about Rosa Acosta the other day, like, and she ain't even taking nothing off, but you still got to pay to follow her, you know what I'm saying? It's like, For sure. For sure. so it's, it's, dog, it's so funny, man. And some of these people are not doing nothing different than what they're doing on Instagram, but like, people are paying this money, like, it's crazy. Uh, bro, it's, it's the oldest business in the book. It goes back. I don't want to directly equate it to prostitution. By the way, let me let me let me say this about the last topic. Uh, as far as women getting in circles, women. I'm not saying that you only get in those circles because of sexuality. Because there is, I do know plenty of women who are in those circles off of merit. Mm-hmm. They've worked their way to a point where they are respected in their industry and their opinion is valued. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say that. Absolutely. So. I'm not calling OnlyFans prostitution. I'm simply using this as something to make it relatable. So, prostitution, first business. Mm. Never failed. It became illegal, whatever. Um, This is not prostitution. It's more stripping. It's more stripping, and even in some cases, it ain't nothing whatsoever. I I seen a chick, man... That's t- that says she's gonna start an OnlyFans page and do cooking tutorials. Now, I'm pretty sure she's gonna cook in her drawers, but <laughs> it ain't porn. Yeah, right. So, I'm not knocking you, man. And, and I've gone out on a limb on this and said, man, like, I think OnlyFans may find a way during this pandemic to debo their way into the social media realm. I think more people are going to start using OnlyFans for more than just strictly you pay to see my nudes or pay to see me suck a dick. Um, that being said, <laughs> only women are making a killing on this OnlyFans, man. It's even been a couple of women on Twitter, man, who have dropped their earnings and the run. Nigga, 
if I was a woman, I'm yeah. doing it. Nah, like, I, I mean, some shit was showing like she made like 70K in the last two months. That's crazy. Bro. That's crazy. Bro, I mean, and she not, she not fucking, she ain't sucking no dick. She get naked. Right. But like you said, it's on some stripper shit. What stripper making that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's definitely opened up. It's it's opened up a lot of opportunities for a lot of people who may not have necessarily had the opportunities beforehand. Now, just like everything else, especially with social media and, and creating content, it's levels to that shit. Right. Yeah. People absolutely. Just pointing their phone at their pussy. They not. They not making a shitload of money. It's some women really taking it serious. They have an entire camera set up, lighting set up. They have uh, themes. They have they have scripted content. I'll go on a limb and say that they have scripted content that revolves around sexuality, and they they killing the bank, bro. Mm. They killing the bank, man. But nah, <laughs> yo, I, it just goes I to show you the that hustle. <laughs> yeah, but like as a real nigga, man, it just goes to show you how whack niggas are. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, like, bro, why are you paying for a dick right now? I definitely don't get that part. I definitely don't get that part. Out of anything, that's the most I don't get. Like, why are like why are you paying somebody to look at your dick? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then tell you about your own dick. You know what I mean? Like, nah, I'm good. Like it's funny because once you mentioned this to me when we were talking off air a few days ago about this, I, I got on there and like to just see because I wanted to have some substance to this conversation. Okay. And uh, just for an example, this one chick I looked at is charging $50 for a topless dick rating video. So there are men, grown ass men, sending someone $50 to look at their dick and tell them what they think about it topless. Nah. That's five lap dances as that's five lap dances at Follies, bro. Nah, for what? For what? And I'm yet again, I don't fault the women. Like, do you? These motherfuckers are stupid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're corny, bro. Uh, they're like, there's no bad. way. Nah, I've been in real I've never I don't think I've ever asked a woman how my dick stacks up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I've ever been like, hey, what my dick look like? Never. For free. Nah, you bugging, bro. I got that shit off before. <laughs> nah. I've never. Not that I can think of. I want to know why I stack up, bro. Let me know why I land on the toilet nah, I, I can understand, like, sex-wise, like, you know, like, how do I put it down versus, you know. But here's the thing, bro. I don't, from that perspective, right? I'm not talking OnlyFans. We're talking about sex. We're talking strictly a woman you may fuck with right men are naturally competitive in mm. everything we're toxic competitive like bro if we go to dave and buses right now and it's 10 of us and it's a hoop machine oh no we getting it in all it takes is that one person to be like man i'll outshoot anybody at this table right. bro we spending the next two and a half hours right. money gonna be put up and everything on who gonna hit the most shots in one minute on this hoop machine Ah, uh, true so <laughs> i get it I get it, uh, but the OnlyFans, yeah, it's a bit much, but I, I've 1,000% as they, uh, big as your bad. <laughs> right, that's hilarious. Oh, man, oh, man. I don't yeah, know, dude. maybe because I don't want to hear about another nigga dick. That's probably part of the reason why I never asked. Like, you know what I mean? 
I will, I will say, and this is, this is going to sound like uh, a complete like contradiction to what I just said. I get frustrated if a woman tells me about another man's, um, what he's working with. If, if, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I didn't say what I just said, like, you know, I'm visual, you know what I'm saying? But like some women will volunteer information about like exes or, yeah. like, I've literally, so I literally, I had an ex-girlfriend and I'm going to say an ex-girlfriend. So it throws them all in a category and no one can be pointed out here. I've had an ex-girlfriend where I've been out with her and I've met someone that she may or may not have used to fuck with. And like, I've had like, maybe it was something where I wanted to do business with the nigga or something. He just, he just moved kind of shady and like, eh, I ain't fucking with that nigga. She'd be like, oh, don't worry about that nigga. He got a little dick anyway. Fam, I didn't need to know that. Right, yeah. I did not need to know that. I literally had an ex, her ex came in town and he was at a party and she over there kikiing with that nigga. And I'm like, all right, that's weird, but whatever. She's like, I don't worry about that nigga. He got a little dick. I'm like, bro, I didn't even know that. That's not the purpose of this conversation right now. You just left right. me to go holler at him. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. Yeah. But I hate that. I hate pillow talk. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't like pillow talk. Yeah, nah, I feel it. Nah, I don't fuck with it either. Like, I don't. <laughs> this whole situation is just fucking funny. Like, I, just, <laughs> I mean, I just keep coming back to that OnlyFans page shit, man. Like, why the fuck are you. Sending money to somebody to tell you about your dick. Like, are you that lonely? Like, and what does that do for you? Like, I don't understand. That's the what thing, it bro. A lot of them it. don't be lonely, bro. A lot of them have insecurities. And is they, that and what like, it is? Yeah, some people operate in confirmation. Like, I know people like that. They but the bitch gonna, to be like, you, you have to believe that she's gonna lie. Cause that helps her business. Like, if she because like that's if I'm following somebody and I send them a a dick pic or whatever and she's like man your dick's small like why am i gonna continue to follow you you know what i'm saying like you see what i'm saying you for the follow right like i'm paying <laughs> you money to dog me not nah, nah that's not how this goes but some dudes into that bro that that's true that is true some dudes that into is, that like i'm pretty some sure fetishes like, we, out there where some shit like that yeah, yeah, yeah we've you, all been on right yeah, yeah, yeah such and such porn star tells you your dick ain't shit while she takes a big cock you know, right. we've all yeah. seen that. Yeah, so, some just, people are in that shit. I, I okay, I'll give you that. This shit crazy though. And then like, they're still, bro, they're still free porn. Like, <laughs> let's not forget. Like, we're not in an era where there's not free porn out there. Like, you can go online right this second and find just about anything you fucking want to. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the fact that this OnlyFans shit is making so much fucking money, it blows my mind. But it's more serious. Well, I, I, I'm not going to categorize it. I was about to categorize it as far as like severity of watching regular porn versus this shit. But I don't think I'm going to do that because, you know, some people see uh, or porn addiction can be uh, seen as like uh, a disease or some shit. Almost like being an alcoholic. Like a mental illness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to categorize the shit because somebody might be really dealing with some real shit. You know what I mean? No, I'll go out on the limb, bro, and, like, say that I actually had to make myself stop watching it. Hmm. And it's, like, the uh, mostly because of the boredom of quarantine. Mm. But I will say this. It wasn't hard to do. And I will say a, a, a main reason for that. <laughs> bro, I got tired of seeing stepbrother, stepsister shit on, on Pornhub. <laughs> I'm real. Like, that shit, that shit right there, bro, 
Because it's already, man, I'm pretty sure everyone can relate. Like, when you're searching for your correct porn category, like, it's a process. Yeah. You're trying to find what you want to find to get your rocks off. Bro, I got sick of that stuff, brother, stepsister shit, man. Like, that's just too weird to me. And, and like, I know in 99% of the cases, it's not someone's fucking stepbrother or stepsister. But just because you put that in the title, and me having a kid, seeing stepfather, stepdaughter, yeah. like, bro, that shit, like, I don't even want to do this no more, man. I'm going to shut my fucking laptop and go to sleep. Bro, it's one of the highest rated categories, though. What the fuck? The fuck is wrong with people, man? No. It's 7.5 billion people on this planet, bro. You have to fuck with a step. <laughs> like, what the it's, fuck is wrong? I um, had step siblings growing up. Yeah, yeah. I never, ever, ever looked at them in that. Bro, that's fucking gross. Yeah. I don't my know, opinion. Bro. My opinion. I, yeah, I, I can't. Nah. I can't judge nobody. Um. <laughs> but I, we all know the porn industry has been booming. I think as far as I'm gonna tell you what 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 I think it is, and I bet I could be totally off fucking basis right here because, you know, when we grew up, uh, flicks was just scenes, right? Like you get a fucking tape with thirty scenes on them. You know what I mean? Like as soon as they start, bitch is either in a bikini or something like that. I said, bitch, I'm sorry. Uh, the chick is either in a bikini or something (laughs) like that. Uh, it it doesn't take long to get to it. You know what I mean? It might be a slight interview, but you fast forward past that bitch anyway. So <laughs> booty talk two seventy six, right? Yeah, gotcha. you know what I'm saying. So like, I think with the brother sister stuff or the step, you know, all that type of stuff. I think it's just the fact that it's a fucking story. Like it just gives a narrative to what you're watching, and I think that's one of the reasons why people fat used to fast forward so much more. Uh, with where it would just be a scene of just fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think some people like the fact that like there's some type of story because like remember when the parodies was real big, like that shit went bananas. Just because mm. I think people like stories, and yeah. everybody's just like, man, you know, just watching people fuck just ain't good enough for me. Like I need, I need to know why they're fucking. <laughs> like so, if, like they start coming up with other stories I outside think, of the step shit. They I probably think it goes into well. fantasies. I, I mean, think it goes into fantasies. I, mean, I think that's definitely a part too, but. You know, yeah. Like, cause uh, I'm gonna be real with you, man. Like, I like a little story. <laughs> yeah. But but here's the thing, bro. I don't I don't like professional shit. Like it has to be amateur. But I I, I like to see the lead up. I like to see what got you here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like that's what I think. Like you know, if all you got is a little interview, you're like, yeah, fuck this next. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or like, yeah, I'm yeah, just gonna yeah. fast forward to you know, I'm just gonna skim through this motherfucker and then yeah. like I start on this rabbit hole. But like if you can catch my attention, then maybe I sit with this one a little bit longer. And that's just, I mean, that's with anything. That's like that's with Netflix content. Like if you can catch somebody's attention and hold it for a second, like you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm glad you said Netflix, man, because I feel like we spent so much time on this, so I'm going to segue into the next topic, man. Um, so with it being quarantine and everything, uh, a lot of people are at home more. I know you're not your essential worker, um, but uh, I'm going to get into binge-worthy television, man. So um, what have you been watching, Mr. Director, Mr. Cinephotographer, Mr. You know, you see the ins and outs of the game. So, yeah, yeah. what what keeps your attention, man, from a from a content standpoint, as far as movies and shows? What, what um, so, I finished uh, Hollywood on Netflix. Uh, uh, it's not going to be for everybody. 
it was it was hard for me to watch the first episode of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's you not gonna be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I did finish it. I liked it. I enjoyed it as a series. I mean, there's some stuff that I don't agree with, uh, uh-huh. but that's the. I think what allowed me to be able to get into it is the fact that I know that was the game at the time. You know what I'm saying? So like, even though it's like 50% historical, 50% fiction, mm-hmm. I understand the what they were saying. You know what I'm it's saying? It's still based like, on realism. Right. Yeah. 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 So like, uh, I thought that was really good. And I like that the actors in it, uh, smart weaving. And, um, I don't know the girl's name, but she was in Spider-Man homecoming. Uh, so, I haven't seen any women yet. Like I've only watched one episode. It's just been it's just been the men at the at the gas station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what I've seen yeah. so far. But yeah, further as it gets by episode, yeah, episode two, I think they started introducing a lot more characters. Mm. Matter of fact, episode I thought it was weird because episode two starts with a um a title. You know what I mean? Like they they mm. do an actual title scene. And it mm. introduces characters that you haven't met yet. And I thought that was mm. weird. I was like, I haven't even met these people, but they're showing them, you know what I mean? Uh, but I watched that. I watched the movie uh, All Day and the Night, which was, I thought it was very well done. I don't uh, even know what that is, bro. That's the one I was telling you about. It's uh, with Jeffrey Wright. Oh, oh, well, shit. That's all you got to say. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, that's a, to me, that's a must-see. Another um, person that I feel we got to give his flowers. That that man is a fucking phenomenal actor. Uh, he's killing it. In oh my god! Always. I've seen him play feeble. I've seen him play super intimidating, and you believe every fucking yeah. inch of it. Yep. Um. Yeah, he's awesome. Which to include him, Westworld, finished Westworld. Oh my god, my favorite uh, show. Dave, which is awesome about little Dicky. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I finished that as well. What else I've been watching? Harley Quinn, the animated show. I'm caught up on Harley Quinn as well. Uh, I'm sure there's been some other stuff I just can't think of. How long have we been in this quarantine? <laughs> like uh, me, perso- <laughs> me personally, now I'm I'm kind of a, an essential worker, but I've been working from home, so I base it off how long I've been working from home. So I've been yeah. working from home for Monday will be eight weeks. Yeah. So I'm sure it's countless other things because me and Oh, we watched Kidding because we had Showtime for free for a while. That's Jim Carrey's show. Really? Um, he has a show? Yeah, it's on Showtime. It's called Kidding. That was pretty good. Mm. Um, he's like a Mr. Rogers, but like his life went to shit. Really? Yeah. It's on HBO? No, it's on Showtime. I don't have a Showtime yeah, subscription. That's, yeah. that, that's the one channel I don't have a subscription. I know, yeah. Because they don't have much. Right. I had it. I had it like two years ago and I got rid of it for uh, I actually traded because, you know, everyone knows I'm, I'm a cheapskate with my money. Uh, so I replace it. I replace Showtime with uh, stars. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. Which and then when I switch stars, they may have a shit that I've been watching. Nah, they I, haven't, man. They I fell, off of, I fell off of power. It hasn't been another black sale. I don't think black sales. No, nah, it hasn't. They're done. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I haven't watched that. I'm glad you said something. But I got to get rid of that. Um, so, as far as the things you've watched, like I said, I started the, the what's it called? Once, is it Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or just Hollywood? No, nah, just Hollywood. Hard, I watched Hollywood. I watched Harley, the Harley Quinn animated series, which I, if, you're, if, you're in a, if you're a grown person who likes adult animated series, I highly suggest the Harley Quinn cartoon, uh, even if you're not into comics. It's just fucking hilarious. Like, it's, yeah. 
it's funny. They have an entire episode where a villain gets canceled on social media because he calls Wonder Woman a cunt. <laughs> like it is just like the funniest concept ever because they do such a good job of making the storyline accurate to the climate of today's, you know, how things are today. Yeah. Um, I did watch Westworld uh, and I will say this Westworld, as I stated earlier, is my favorite show. It is the first show that I've seen that started as something and is now something totally different. So without giving away the show of Westworld, Westworld is about uh, a society, a futuristic society where they build AI robots and they use the AI robots in a park that simulates the wild, wild west. Uh, that's where the show starts and it goes into the morality of going to this park and killing these realistic looking hosts, these realistic looking robots, and do they feel it or do they not feel it? It's, it's, almost, the, it's almost the robot's journey to consciousness. That's what it starts as. The latest season was just completed, which is season three. They, they're in the actual real world. You spend the first two seasons in the park. The third season, you're outside of the park and you see what the real world looks like. It's totally different. You go from wild, wild west to the matrix. And it took me a while to find my footing. And, I'm, and admittedly, I watched a couple of episodes more than once because I was like, yo, what's going on? Mm. So, um, but uh, it, I, they did it. I've never seen this done before. I don't know if you have. I don't know if anyone has. But I've personally never seen this done before. But they did it perfectly. Yeah. It transitioned into a totally different show to the point where you're watching something completely different than what they were doing the first two seasons. But shit, you're still locked in. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's an amazing show. Oh my God. And Jeffrey Wright is in that as well. So yeah. mm -hmm. let's, let's, let's preface that. Jeffrey Wright's in it. Uh, Tessa Thompson's in it. Um, Andy Newton. Mike, Tandy Newton. Um, Michael Ely. Shit, Edward, Edward, it's not Norton. No. Edward, what's his name? The guy in black. Oh. Shit. It's Edward something. Anyway, you'll know him when you see him. Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Godly. I, I couldn't think of it. Ed Harris. Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Shouts out to Marshawn. <laughs> Shouts out to Marshawn. Doing, doing his the acting damn thing. thing. Hey, Marshawn didn't disappoint either. He did great. He did great. Not even just great for athletes. Kid Cuddy. Kid Cuddy. <laughs> uh, old boy from Breaking Bad. Um, shit, I can't Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. So, so long story short, the list of actors goes on for this show. Uh, what's my guy, Hannibal Lecter? Oh, um, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, the, the. I'm telling you, this is this is a an all star game of actors on this cast. I know I'm only going so deep into detail about this show because when I mention the people, they don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I'm going to put it out there into the universe. Watch this show, man. You're gonna see someone you know, and they're fucking killing it. Trust yeah. me. The niggas Cyclops. who play Cyclops yeah. <laughs> in the original uh, X Men um, series that we all grew up to, to know and love from the '90s. Rachel, what's her name? Evan, 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 Rachel. Evan Rachel Woods. Yeah, uh, and she smokes this, bro. I've never been a huge fan of hers, but she smokes that shit, bro. She smokes it. Uh, what else have I have I binged? I watched. Um, I watched Duncan Trussell's uh, show. I binged that on Netflix. Now, I'm going to Google it real quick, so bear with me, because I want to make sure 
that I <laughs> my Safari on my phone was on OnlyFans. Uh, I want to make sure that um, <laughs> that I get the name of this correct. Also, I watched uh, the Outer Banks. What's that now? Uh, it's a Netflix show. It's pretty much like a treasure hunt. Like it, it's like a Goonies safari, or not safari, Sahara okay. type type uh, TV show. The kids mm-hmm. are. All supposed to be sixteen, which is the most unbelievable part of the whole show. That's my problem with all Americans. Grown ass people. That's my. That was my problem with all Americans. Speaking of shows, but go ahead. But nah, it's good. Like if you get a chance, check out the Outer Banks. I I liked it, or it may just be Outer Banks. I don't know if they got it in front of it. I'm writing that down right now. So the Duncan Truck, Duncan Trussell. I have such a hard time saying his name. Duncan Trussell, he's a, a good comedian of mine. Oh, not a good comedian. Uh, one of my favorite comedians I like to watch every now and then. It has a really good podcast. He has a show on Netflix called The Midnight Gospel. Now, what makes this show unique is it's his podcast. He's taken podcast episodes and worked with an animation company to animate the podcast. Now, mm. that sounds weird, but it works. I literally binged it in a night. I've been. I'm glad you said that because like I've seen it, and uh, I haven't watched it. Like I've seen it like come up, and I was like, the animation looks so weird. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's so, uh, it looks like a psychedelic trip. So I'm glad that you said that you actually enjoyed it. So now I might actually take a look at it. Um, cause I, because I, sometimes you need a cosigner or some shit. You yeah, know what I mean? Like they they found a way to make it work. So essentially, uh, Clancy, who is Duncan Trussell's character is a guy who has a machine to go through the multiverse. Mm. And what he the, the premise of the show is Clancy goes in his machine, he picks a planet, another Earth from a different universe or a different uh, a parallel universe, I should say. And he goes and he tries to find someone on that Earth to interview. Mm. So his podcast episodes are the person he ends up interviewing. So for instance, in one of his podcasts, he interviews a mortician. So that episode on the Midnight Gospel, he goes to a planet and he interviews um, death, like Grim Reaper. Yeah, got you. Sickle. Yeah, he interviews the Grim Reaper from that planet and they talk about death. It is so crazy because they're going through this adventure as they're doing the podcast. And I don't know, it just it just works, bro. Like it sounds so weird. It looks weird. But when you get into it, like you're into it. In the very last episode, he interviews his mom, which uh anyone who knows Duncan Trussell know his mom passed. Mm. So that was a very interesting episode, how they just incorporated the animation to go with the fact that he's has this podcast with his mom and they animate his they animate him going and visiting his mother and how that affected him as a person through the animation while he's talking to her. Gotcha. Yeah. Super dope though. Um, what else have I watched? I watched, I tried to watch the Chris Hemsworth movie. Oh, Extraction. Yeah. Nah, that's dope. That shit long as fuck, bro. Oh, it's dope. It's long for one, for two. I've seen that movie before. But I, I will that. say I can see that, but it's it's good. The hits are I, hard. 
I will say it has some of the most beautiful fight and gun choreography yeah. I've ever seen. Which is like when I got done with it, I was I told my wife, I was like, yo, I like that. And she was like, like she hit me with the question. You like, you like that? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, sometimes I just need to see motherfuckers blow shit up. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, don't need a story. Like be- sometimes I just need the man part of me to be to just let loose and just see somebody like cracking necks, shooting people in the head. Yeah, and just, that's why John Wick does so well. Like I just need some violence. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and on top of that, I don't think I was in that place when I watched it. Cause mm-hmm. I need that too, but I don't know if that was my mindset when I actually cut it on. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. What else have we binged lately? I said we started Hollywood. I said Dave. Oh, the new season of Insecure we've been following. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been watching that. The Last Dance. Well, no, that, that counts. That counts. Yeah, we the talked last about dance. that earlier. Yeah, yeah we, we, we covered it a little bit. But um, I can't think of anything else, bro, uh, that I've... I've been I've been on um I've been on the DC app a lot and the Disney app. I watched the last season of Clone Wars, which is an animated series. Um, and I've been going through some of the older DC animated movies. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know what it is about DC animated movies, but and I'm not even a huge like it sounds like I'm such a huge animation guy. I'm not. That's the funny thing. I'm really not a huge animation guy, but like the DC animated movies, they just, they just get it right. And I don't understand because their their movie universe sucks. Now, see, I was just telling this dude, like, it's something wrong with Warner Brothers for, I'm not going to say something wrong with Warner Brothers. Let me not say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's, it's interesting how they explore violence in the darkness of the characters in the cartoons but in live action, they're so reactionary to the fans. And I think that's part of it. I think it's not enough fans. Only true fans, for the most part, watch the animated cartoons. Mm. As opposed to, like, non-fans that just kind of know who Superman is. Because they, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they grew up in a uh, the Donner, Christopher Reeve versions or something like that. Um, so they're looking for that. But they don't know that Superman's a flawed character like the rest of us. All they know is Joel Schumacher's Batman, you know, uh, Batman and Robin and Batman Forever, where it's bright and colorful. So they don't know that Batman's a dark character. So when you get Ben Affleck busting the shit out of people, you're like, wait, nah, I don't like this. But the cartoons have been exploring that anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this whole time, the cartoons have been exploring the hell out of it. Hell, even the 90s Batman show explored the shit out of it. So, yeah. like, DC's animation has always been on point to me. Um, it's fire. Which is, it's just, it, it's funny how it doesn't translate to the big screen. Like, it, it yeah. is kind of quite curious. Which is the exact opposite for Marvel. Because I've right. tried to yeah. watch a few Marvel yeah. animated. I can't and get just into don't it. Work. Even yeah. when they've tried to make it more adult like DC has, it mm-hmm. doesn't work. Like, I watched a show... Uh, Captain America and Black Widow, I think it was. Mm-hmm. This, this was some years ago when I watched this, where they tried to make it adult. No, Punisher and Black Widow. Uh, it was a movie, and it just, they tried to make it adult, and it's just, that shit was corny. Like, <laughs> it is yeah. what it is. Um, but you mentioned Dave. I love Dave, and I'm going to go out on a limb, man, and say that uh, Jed Gator, give my man an award. 
I don't care if it's an Emmy. I don't, I don't give a fuck what it is. Because th- for someone who's never stepped into acting, and even someone who, I mean, even if he was an experienced actor, like, he smoked that shit. Yeah, nah. Yeah. He smoked that He seems role, so authentic bro. in that role. I don't know if that's how he is in real life. You know what I mean? But he seems so fucking authentic. Bro, even the, the scene where he he showed emotion and, and cried and yeah. all that, man. Like, he, he just, he killed it, man. Nah, yeah. He's by far my favorite character on that show. Well, I ain't gonna... Yeah. He's 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 definitely my favorite character. Oh, I like favorite. the I like the engineer too. Like I like his engineer. I can't <laughs> think of that dude's name, but like just because he's like an average dude. Yeah, like he's yeah. yeah, he's like he's kind of weird and quirky, but like he's just an average dude, man. Like he's just he ain't trying to over pump himself or nothing. Like the whole deal with him and Trippy Red. Like he was like, he was like, why don't you tell me you did music? He's like, I ain't know how to come at you. <laughs> like that's how I would be. I'd be like <laughs> I ain't know how to approach you about this, bro. Yeah. Nah, that, that's real. Uh I really like the girl who plays his girlfriend, which is one of his best friends in real life. Oh, is that who that is? Like yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. she nails it. She kills that shit, bro. She she does a really good job of, of giving the, the the woman perspective of everything. I'm so sorry, bro. I'm trying to figure out where my dasher is. And of course, he's on the wrong street like they always are. Give me one second. Yes. Oh, and while you looking that up, if y'all do nothing else, at least go, and this may help you get into the show a day, but go YouTube his freestyles on the show. He got one that he does with YG. He got one he does on the Breakfast Club on the show. And, uh, they're amazing. <laughs> like he he may be one of the most underrated rappers. Uh, no, I knew that. I've been on I've been yeah, on Lil Dicky for years. I mean, I've been on Lil Dicky too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I know a lot of people. And it, part of it, I'm a huge Lil Dicky fan. But part of it is his own fault because he doesn't have a lot of content out there for people to get. You know what I mean? Like he has tons of freestyles, tons of songs and stuff like that on YouTube and shit. But like he doesn't mm-hmm. have many albums. He only got one. So it's like it's hard to kind of get behind an artist. I can see for for mainstream, like why he's not bigger than what he should be. You know what I mean? Because like he just doesn't well, have. He 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 chose that route though. He chose yeah, to be nah, more yeah. of a satire rapper than a legit rapper, which is. But you fine. can still have projects. You can still have a whole album, a satire album, just like the one that he got. You know what I mean? Like you just gotta. I don't know. I mean, but like you said, he he chose the YouTube, you know, the the more freestyle approach. Um, yeah. Even on the show, and I I don't know how much is true and how much is fictional, but like he struggles in actually putting down content. He can he'll freestyle on the drop of a hat, but like to actually create a song, mm-hmm. uh, it takes him quite a while. And even in his his actual album, the song he has with Snoop, I can't remember the name of it, but. Uh, he raps about the fact that, like, because Snoop was like, at some point, like, do a hook. And he was like, man, it's kind of forced. Like, I really <laughs> want to do a hook. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's probably just him. Like, but I, I mm-hmm. love it. Man, go YouTube this mug's uh, Lion King freestyle, dog. It is amazing. He raps the whole movie of Lion King. Bro, that's it crazy. Great. The first time I saw him uh, was when he did his first Sway freestyle. <sighs> Listen to the one yeah. he did five months ago because I hadn't heard it. Like I just uh-huh. did it yesterday. I was like, this is that the one where he brought the, uh, the girl flowers? Yes. And then he finished <laughs> it with R. Kelly. I was like, oh my God. They were like, that's how you going to end it. He's like, yep, I got to get on a plane. <laughs> and he left. He just walked out the studio, dog. Like, that, that's, that's, I aspire to that level of security with who I am as a person. 
Yeah, like, that, that takes a level of security that's not common, bro. Mm. And like a lot of people are knocking the show because they're saying it's a knockoff of Atlanta, which I can see how it, he definitely took some elements of Atlanta, but he made it his own, man. And I mean, it's a style. I, it's a style of Atlanta, but it's completely different because it actually has. There's like an actual arc. Yeah, there's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, in my opinion, that's the only thing that's wrong in, with Atlanta. Like, even though it has an arc, they deviate for fucking three episodes at a time. Yeah. Now, I like Atlanta, though, because this is the Black Seinfeld. When people, like, at the end of uh, Black Superman, when they was like, we need a Seinfeld, and it was like, it's Martin. No, it's not Martin. It's fucking Atlanta. <laughs> like, Atlanta's the Black Seinfeld. I call Atlanta a uh, Black Family Guy. In that case, then, it should be the Black Scrubs. <laughs> I like Scrubs, too, though. Uh, speaking of, of of shows like that, did, uh, did you watch Black AF? I did. Oh my god, I, I love Black AF. You know what's crazy is Black AF has the the probably of all the shows we've named the most split crowd. People yeah, either love it or they hate it. it. I don't get it. I love I it either. I love, I love Black it. AF, bro. I love, it. and I feel like I feel like that dude, Kenya Burns. Like I, I feel him, like especially on the episode where he's talking about like perpetuating black culture just because it's black. Like, yeah, one hundred percent agree. Like, every black movie's not good. <laughs> like, they're tr- a good percent of them is trash. Like, this mediocre. Just like I'm gonna do it because it's like it has a black message. Like, fuck that. I need more, personally. Yeah. Um, no, I agree, and you know my struggle with black art in general because i feel like people who are into black art make you feel like you ain't shit if you're not yeah and it's like i don't think all of it's good right period like i think that shit on black and sexy tv for the most part is trash but i mean not, not to knock the creators i just it's not for me it's not on for what? me black and what it's, it's a it's a network called black black and sexy TV. oh okay got you it's like what the fuck yeah, so my door dasher's calling and I'm gonna answer it on air because whatever. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, uh dash, are you coming down? Um yeah, I could come down, that's fine. Okay. All right. Are you in the uh are you in the lobby or are you in your car? Uh in the lobby. Okay. All right, be down in a second. Thanks. Run that shit up, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tramel. Um, yeah, it's it's so complicated to tell them how to get in this building and where to go. <laughs> like sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I'll come get it. Yeah. But uh, luckily, she already she she finna go down and get it. That fe- know, defeats the purpose, that. man. Like if I wanted to leave my house, like I just fucking went to the place. I, man, well, the, the problem with the address that I'm at is my address is one street, but the entrance to my building is on a parallel street. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, so I have to tell them. I always have to text them and be like, hey, it's not on Michigan. It's on Indiana. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, and then when they get there, it's like it's all these entrances. It's four buildings on this block. So it's Wait, really bro, you complicated. Li- do you live downtown? Yeah, kind of. I'm the downtown-ish. Fuck? How much yeah. money do y'all make? Hey, man, <laughs> real niggas do real things, bro. I guess so. Shit. Wait, wait a minute. I just got my first uh social media endorsement, nigga. I'm balling. I just went. <laughs> nah, um, I mean, you know, this nigga supporting flat, flat, uh, 
flat tummy tea. Hey, you know what I'm saying? What it hey, nigga, I'd fucking sell the shit out that shit that give you a paycheck. Don't get it twisted. Hey, but it is a fitness company. <laughs> I got to do two posts a month. But uh, <laughs> uh, if I knew my promo code, I'd shout them out right now and make niggas buy it, but I don't know what off the top of my head. But... <laughs> But uh, nah, man, I live in Chicago, bro. Nigga, I'm not finna live in the hood. Not today. Like, this ain't the same <laughs> Chicago I left in 06. Yeah. Like, this is a totally different Chicago, bro. And it's like, it's, it's, and the thing that's fucked up about that, bro, is some of the nicest, this is gonna sound crazy, some of the nicest cribs are in the places you would get your fucking face shot off. Because uh, we looking for a new spot. So I was looking at this crib, man, three bedroom, beautiful home, bro. I mean, and, and I'm, a, I'm a big kitchen and bathroom guy. Like, I need a big kitchen. I need an island. I need my bathroom to have a shower and a tub. Like, right, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm grown. I just turned 36, bro. Like, I'm, I'm at that point where it's like, I want my shit to be how I want it. And the only place I can find shit like that is in the belly of the beast, G. So, mm. like, I'm looking at the neighborhood, bro. It's in the middle, it's in the middle of Inglewood. I'm talking about perfect. Perfect. My price point, brand new building, all this other shit. But, hey, man, you go one block the wrong direction, you'll get your fucking face shot off. Yeah. Can't do it. Gotta spend all the money to live downtown and not have no space. I got you. <laughs> so uh you get it okay? Yeah. All right, cool. But yeah, man. Uh we didn't really get into music, bro, but we are approaching three hours, my guy. Yeah. And, was... uh, the human attention span is only so long and I ain't gonna do that to my listeners. Nah, I feel you. Just <laughs> wrap this shit up. Yeah, man. But nah, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Uh you are gonna have to come back because I have a I have a creative conversation to have with you where we have to be more productive and stay on brand with the podcast. And we have to talk about some directorial things and cinematography things, because I do want to know how to shoot a video or a movie on an iPhone. And I feel like you're a good resource to talk about that. And I'm pretty sure with quarantine and everything, and a lot of people coming up with content, they would love to know how, if they don't have the money to purchase a high end camera, like a red camera or a Canon or something, Mm -hmm. they would love to know how to do that on their iPhone because I've seen some high quality movies and short films on iPhones. Uh, it can happen. It can definitely happen. So, Yeah, yeah. man. We got to chop it up about that. But I appreciate you joining, man. I know you're working and uh, your life's busy, even though a lot of us ours isn't. So I appreciate you uh, showing up and showing out, bro. Uh, no problem, man. Appreciate you having me on. Alright, man. I will holler at you later. And yeah, this is where I'm about to stop.